What's this podcast called? Sepsis from Planet Weird. Podcast from Planet Weird. Oh. Luck of the Irish. More like freak me in the eyeballs. I love this movie. No! I told you not to bring up prom in oh, this episode. Oh, you want to talk about prom, Mama? Drama Kaflama, baby. I was nominated for winner for more. God damn Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 160 of Podcast from Planet Weird. That's right, it's year four. Season four has begun. You know what that means? It's time to pull a Ryan Murphy and just tank this and bitch. And tank it and make it all about Rachel Berry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which one of us is Rachel? Who is Kurt and who is Rachel? Who is Santana and who is Brittany? I would never make you be Rachel. Thank you, because I would make you. Am I Rachel, though? Do you think I'm no, Rachel? No, hell no. <laughs> exactly. What, see, what Glee character am I most like? There's a correct answer. Who am I most like? Sue Sylvester. Okay. The, no, the correct answer was Sun, Sunshine Corazon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're, the, you're the person that they hyped up and was in hello, one episode. Hello, baby. We're all Sunshine Corazon. No, I just couldn't think of anyone. You can be, um... I'm that guy, I'm that black football player in the first few seasons that doesn't doesn't say say anything. anything. I'm that guy. Even What's-His-Face got, like, more lines than he did. What's his name? He got his own arc. The Asian one. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, they were like the, the one whose name we can't remember. They were the two silent ones, and then all of a sudden he. Just I know his real name. Lines. His real name is Harry Shum Jr. Because he wasn't. What's his? I know him specifically because he was in uh, Step Up Two. Yeah, he's part. Or he's three. good friends. He's like part of John M. Chu's like crew. Mm-hmm. His squad. What's that guy's name? Mike. Ah, oh, Mike Chang. Mike Chang and Tina Cohen Chang. Yep. <laughs> the Changs. Tina Cohen Chang. Anyways, this is not Glee, so... But it might as well be at some point. Ryan Murphy has no... Affiliation. Yeah, no affiliation. And nor will he ever. So don't worry, that means season four of this show will be great. And we won't never mash up Let's Have a Kiki and Turkey Lurkey. No, and we won't make you look at um, two Sarah Paulson's heads on one body. (gasps) Oh. I didn't like. That's where I stopped watching. Okay, but that was like the worst one. Dead ass. Okay, but that's the season that they like. The actors are always like, "Oh, I loved working on this one." Really? And I'm like, why? That was. Did you get paid it the most for that one? That was definitely what's her face's favorite one. Sarah Paulson. No. Jessica Lange. Jessica Lange, because she got to sing. I think Sarah Paulson said Asylum was her favorite, maybe? I I know she said that season four was, like, maybe the most difficult because she was had playing two characters. I Okay, this is some tea. I heard that they all kind of didn't like Kevin. Maybe they all hate Emma Watson, like me. And that's the Emma tea. Emma Watson? Emma, not Emma Watson, Emma Roberts. I was like, what Sorry, did she I do? love Emma Watson. Emma Watson from Pretty Women? Wait, <laughs> From Pretty Women. Walking down the street, pretty women. The little. (laughs) The Bucks. 
Yeah, that was her. I've she, never seen Pretty she Women. That. I actually haven't either. <gasps> um, anyways, point is, this is a podcast from Planet Weird. We're Ron and Sarah, and we talk about Disney Channel original movies and other favorites from our childhood. Should we just like change the intro and just say we watch movies? I mean, by now we'll have a new intro song. You heard it. You heard it, and I'm sure you all loved it. You know? Or you hated it. You hated and in that it, case, you But can... it's here to stay, so what do you want us to do? I'm going to burp again. Great. Um, no, I think we still have decoms to do. I think the the core of this show is still, like... Decom related. It is, like, favorites, but, like, let's not forget our roots. Let's yeah. not forget where we started. Yeah, we're know? still very good drivers. Shrimpy. Oh, Shrimpy from Zombies. <laughs> Chorus. Chorus. Um, Can no. we get that as a bumper sticker? Can we make it? I'm a very good driver. <laughs> very good driver, and it's a picture of Shrimpy. I hate it. Who so would buy? Yes. <laughs> Who would buy? One person? Great. Um, but yeah, this is episode 160. Season 4. Year 4. Here we go, baby. Wood, 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 wood. We, wait, we do have like very like defined season episodes, roughly. There has to be, because we release every week. Plus or minus a couple months. This is 160? Yeah. Which means every season has roughly around the same amount of episodes. In theory. They should, because that's how time works. Yes. Yeah, that's right. But, speaking of time. Warp trio. Not always linear. I'm talking about time travel, everyone. Which leads us to the movie we're talking about today. Hello? Which I'll talk about. Once one silences his phone. Shh. Shh, little baby. Shh. Shh, little baby. I'm going to leave you in the steps. So, we're talking about Meet the Robinsons today, a favorite of Juan's. Uh-huh. Top five, honestly. Top one five. One that I have never seen. Top five of all time, you say? Honest to God, probably like one of my top five Disney movies. Oh, okay, okay. Um, well, yeah, yeah, um, it has to be. Oh? Well, because I was thinking, I'm like, because truly, I think my top fives are like Hunchback, Meet the Robinsons. Hunchback, I Shrunk the Kids. Hunchback of Night Shrunk the Kids to Calabar's Revenge. Um, Yeah, yeah. So they're like in the top two. What was the other one? Sorry. Um, So it's like Hunchback is one of my faves. Obviously, Hercules is one of my faves. Um, I literally was like... Who's Hercules? What did he say? <laughs> Hercules. Meet the Robinsons. Um, I really, really like Wally, which is a Disney Pixar. So I guess I could no. probably no, 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 no. Okay, so we're sticking to straight Disney. Okay, cool. Wait. Um, <laughs> Can you believe you tried to bring in Pixar into this mix? Oh my stupid, god! Stupid, right? Stupid, stupid. Oh, we don't. Well, do I that. mean, I guess, and then it would be just Mulan and like. Dead ass Princess and the Frog. I actually haven't watched Princess and the Frog, but I was going to watch it soon because the Bechtel cast just did an episode on it. I just like the Firefly. Do they sing and go, I like to make myself No, believe. but could you believe? <laughs> could Anyways, you believe? okay, so we're going to talk about that in a couple of minutes. Juan, do you have anything you want to catch up on first? Um, Nothing except for my kids are winners. Okay, some tea. Your band? Did you see that the your band's Instagram account followed our Instagram? Did <laughs> I hate them. 
<laughs> too so much. <laughs> yeah, it was like it said the school like. Is what? it like I clicked on it? Go go to our Instagram and look at look at the notifications because it was recent. <laughs> I was like, does he know this? Does he know that they did this? I love those kids so much. Who runs that? I don't know. They liked one of my pictures today, too. I was like, this is weird. Okay. Anyways, congrats to uh, the kids on being great. Both my groups won this weekend. Great. Thoroughly, I'm proud. That's pretty much it. Okay. And I'm poor. Aren't we all? No, no. No, there's some billionaires in the world, aren't there? Some billion. I we did the math. If every billionaire gave one person at least one billion dollars, they would still have enough money to be billionaires themselves, like multi billionaires. Isn't that insane? Insane. Anyways, um, I want to talk about something that I did this weekend, <gasps> which was I watched. Well, first of all, gay. No. First of all, I watched Passport to Paris. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've seen Paris is Burning. Okay, this is very different. Oh. It is is also a gay, iconic movie in that it's a Mary-Kate and Ashley film. Oh, never. <laughs> it's not about drag queens. It's about fashion queens. <laughs> um, no, I watched Passport to Paris as a kid, but I rewatched it because it's on Hulu. And I realized this would have been a good movie to do for spring break because it's literally about spring break. Spring break. I didn't know that that's when they go to Paris. And then sure enough, the dad was like, it's spring break and we're going to send you to Paris. And we're all going to go to Milan. But what a fun movie. I think we should do, if y'all want this, let us know. Um, I feel like we should do like a Mary-Kate and Ashley like month where we just do like some back-to-backs. The Olsons? The Olsons. Including Elizabeth. Just kidding. Can we do, like, movies on, like, with, like, siblings? So, like, we can do, an ep- we can do like, Mary-Kate and Ashley Month. But then we can also do Fanning Month. It's Dakota Fanning and her sister, the other Fanny. Fanny? The other Fanning. Fanny Fanning? Fanny Fanning. Are you talking about Elle Fanning, whom I love? And I I'm hate only, that you just forgot her name. I'm only saying that because Super 8 is on Hulu now. I love Super 8, and you know that. I know that. I love Super 8, and I still believe that it's a Cloverfield it, tie-in. It is, it's a prequel to Cloverfield, and I don't believe Mr. J.J. Abrams for a second when he says, mm, it's not. I know, J.J. Abrams is such a fucking liar, that stupid geek. Like, he's like, it's How totally would it not, not be? Bitch, you made a movie about Alien. You made it look Just like the, the Cloverfield same. Monster. It's Baby Cloverfield. You made it look just like it. I don't understand why you do these things, sir. <laughs> he's such a dumbass. Anyways, um, okay, I was thinking, we have, like, don't worry, like, yes, we still have, like, a few DCOMs left. But once no, we get won't do them. once we get done with those, like we got plenty of movies left, y'all. Because I kept thinking of movies. I was like trying to plan out, um, like the next couple like months, and then I was like, "There's just so many. There's so many we can still do." Cloverfield. And it's not like we. Well, 
it's not like we <laughs> have, um, you know, Lives. any like pro- big prospects, like. Oh no! Any big careers? I'm going into medical school. I yeah, won't be like, around. No, we're we're we bums. We don't have any intention of of stopping this, even if uh, it gets if everyone unfollows and everything. We'll still be we'll still be cool. <laughs> hey, we started out with nothing, and we still have, and we're gonna little. end with nothing. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna come into this world the way we left out. Wait, that's, what? That's one thing that happened. But main thing I did this weekend was I finally watched the Jonas Brothers documentary, Bonus Jonas, on Amazon Prime called. Chasing happiness, which I do th- th- still think we should do a commentary on. I think that might be kind of fun. Um, but I just watched a that documentary. Finally. Yeah, they made a documentary. We've never done documentaries. I know. Wouldn't that be kooky? What and we- then we'll do one on Paris's birthday. Oh my god. No, I kid, I kid. But I don't think I could make it through no. Paris's burning with commentary. No. Um, but I watched that. So it's that such a sad that. movie. And I. I watched, so I watched this and I was, like, I knew it was going to make me, like, sad. Just, like, respect them more or whatever. But you didn't. <laughs> but I fucking hated them. No, it made me, like, realize how much respect I have, not even for them, but for that, like, Jonas Brothers era of, like, we, we were born, you and I were born mid-90s, 1995. We're Gen Z. No, we're Gen Z. Yeah, we're not millennials. We're millennials. Yes, we are. No. Yes, we are, bitch. Look up look up the definition. No. Millennials ended in 1994. Gen Z's after us. No, we are Gen Z. Look it up, please. I'm pretty sure... Isn't Gen Z like 1996? No, it's five. I looked it up the other day. Anyways, point is... We... We were, our, we were very young when it was like... Because... Over time, there's obviously been, like, so many boy bands, like, technically the Beatles and, like, the Monkees are boy bands. Um, oh, what does that say? But it also says Gen Z 1995 to 2012. Mm, but this says Millennials 1981 to 1996. So what's the T? It's almost like we're both right. <laughs> and we're just <laughs> screaming at each other for no reason. Um, there was such a, like... You know, the boy bands in the 90s were, you know, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. 98 Degrees, if you count them. Wait, what? Um, but, you know, we were, like, too young to, like, really know all of that craze. I mean, we knew to an extent, but whatever. But Jonas Brothers was really, like, our era of, like... Those were our Maximum boy band, you know? Yeah, because then we- after that, it was Justin Bieber, and that was, like... Mm-mm. And then came One Direction, and, and that's when... One Direction. That's, what, that's more for the Gen Zers, though, too. The true... the true. If we want to call them... They're the true Gen Zers. Like, we're like that weird... Cluster. What, One Direction? Yeah. Fans? One Direction fans? Because I remember my sister being like... My sisters being like... Directioneers. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> Masketeers. The mask. <laughs> I think it's called Directioners. That sounds too much like Erection. I think they're just called Horny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, like, it really was such, like, an era of, like, 2007. The boy band. They brought back the boy band. 
No, there. I'm saying there's always been boy bands. Yeah, but like they brought it back for like us because like we had like Backstreet Boys and New Kids on the Block. Oh, I'm sorry, like, you weren't listening because you were on the phone looking for Millennials and Gen Z. I literally said all of this already. Oh, great! Love I that. said <laughs> me. Let me re- completely blocks out everything, even though we're right next to each other. <laughs> oh my god. And the day after International Women's Day, you do this to me. You just steal everything I just said <laughs> and say it as if it's your own. <laughs> my own ideas. Did my you own just idea. copy my damn tweet? God damn no, but you. did you like my tweet that said toothpaste is just bone soap? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. When was this? This was last night. <laughs> no, of course it was. Um. Anyway, but I just have such fun. It's because even though I didn't like the Jonas Brothers really then, I liked couple songs, like, from the, like, it was, like, Mandy in Year 3000, I was, like, all in, but then once they started getting, like, everywhere, that's when I was, like, annoyed. You were out, yeah. And then... I feel like that's everyone, though. Yeah. But there was... there. They definitely clearly had stadiums full of fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, looking back, I'm, like, not only do I appreciate like them or appreciate like the music and everything but just that era of like it's like the same way i have like a fondness of also like shake it by metro station shake 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 shake. yeah like just those things in that era in that junior high era that weird like oh seven yeah no and that gossip girl was on fucking rihanna's like umbrella was like the one fucking Mm -hmm. bop of the century like and then like gaga uh, came out bitch poker face the true faggots came out in in middle school and said pa 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 poker if you said you liked lady gaga in middle school you you outed yourself even if you said no 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 i like ladies the second you said (laughs) you like ladies yeah lady Lady gaga Gaga. (laughs) i like ladies no one ever says, I like ladies. Every came in trying to hide. I like ladies. I like ladies. Come on, ladies. Ladies, can you hear me? Ladies, let me hear you make some noise. Everybody say, ladies, keep it going. Eggs, bacon, grits, ladies. ladies. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Meet the Robinsons. Oh, an- talking about 07, this movie, gay. Comes out, it came out in 07. Yeah. Alright, let's talk about it. What's funny is I'll play the Jonas Brothers song so it all links in. Oh, 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 oh. is this scripted? <laughs> We're actually reading now? from a script. Alright, Meet the Robinsons is a 2007 American computer animated science fiction comedy film produced by Walt Disney Animation and Studios, released by Walt Disney Pictures on March 30th, 2007. The 47th Disney animated animated feature film that was released in standard and 3D versions. The film is loosely based on the characters from a children's book, A Day with Wilbur Robinson, by William Joyce. This bitch. Wait. William Joyce? Isn't that the guy? I don't know. Isn't William... Yes, he is. I knew it. Is he the I Xenon s- bitch? No, but I when I was watching this, I said, this is some roly-poly-oly-looking-ass stuff. <gasps> and this bitch is the author and worked on the show 
for Roly Poly Oli, baby. Yes, Roly Poly Oli. He's smart and short and round. And, and in, in the slander of birds and crows, as well as kid around. Howdy. Howdy. Hooray. Hooray. And that one also had a grandpa with no T's. He just recycled. <laughs> Just recycle this story. This is Roly Polioli. That's the fucking square one. <laughs> this is square. What was his name? Box. I don't know. Box. No, his name was like Nate or some shit. Nate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there was Oldie Poly, Zoe Poly, Spot the dog. Uh, the dad was Percy Poly. Polina Poly was the mom. Pappy Poly. Billy Bevel. Oh, Bevel. Billy Bevel. Gizmo Polly was an uncle. Baxter and Bonita was Billy Hispanic. Why? Bonita Hakita Bevel. What? La Isla Bonita. Who Who, sings that song? I'm sorry. The adopted baby brother and sister of Zoe and Oli are named Coochie and Koo. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine growing up? Your name is Gucci. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gucci. Gucci too. Uh, that's Coochie. fun. Chuck Squarey instead of Chuck Berry. Why wasn't the other one named Chuck Squarey? <laughs> because then he would have to be really good at guitar. <laughs> like Chuck Berry. That could have been his thing. Anyways, that's William Joyce. So William Joyce wrote that book, A Day with Wilbur Robinson. And that book came out in 1990. It's a children's picture book. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it right now. Me too. It looks just like it. I know. Literally. Uh, it's almost like he worked on this. <laughs> Truly. A Day with Wilbur Robinson follows the story of a boy who visits an unusual family in their home while spending the day in the Robinson household. Wilbur, best friend, Wilbur's best friends joins. Wilbur's best friend joins in the search for Grandfather Robinson's missing false teeth and meets one wacky relative after another. Oh, so the book is just the five seconds of the movie where they meet the family. Where they meet the whole family. <laughs> yeah, this says the film contains a scene. In the second act that resembles the plot of the book, while the rest of the story is a complete departure from the book. Lewis and Wilbur's distinctive hairstyles are true to the book, as well as the general physical characteristics of other Robinson characters. The exception is Mr. Robinson, because in the movie, spoilers, he is a future version of Lewis and doesn't appear till the end of the film. Whereas in the book, he is seen as having dark hair and appears much earlier in the in the film, Wilbur's relationship to Lewis is revealed to go beyond that of being his best friend. Since the film jumps ahead about 30 years from the science fair scene and on, Lewis turns out to be Wilbur's father. In the film, the elementary school Lewis attends is named as a tribute to the author William Joyce. It is switched around to Joyce Williams, Williams Elementary School. Do you think that's re- Do you think that's why the joke... Um, where's the joke? Where's the joke? What's, who is it? Oh, fuck, where's the joke? Do you think that's why in the movie they make they like what is what what does your dad look like Tom Selleck? Yeah, I think re- that's why because maybe in the book he looks like Tom Selleck a little bit. Maybe. Well, I was just reading the cast and it says Tom Selleck. Uh, 
Who was he? I guess he's the voice of older Lewis. Oh, that's hilarious, actually. I guess that's maybe why. (laughs) That's why they also make that joke. This movie is great. (laughs) Um... So the voice cast includes Jordan Fry, Wesley Singerman, Harland Williams, Tom Kenny, Steve Anderson, Laurie Metcalf, Adam West, Tom Selleck, and Angela Bassett. Oh, God. Angela boss. fucking Bassett. Who was she? She's Mildred at the orphanage. Oh, my God. Okay, but straight up growing up, I thought um, Mike Jagubian mm-hmm. was played by um, our favorite Grinch. What's his name? Dr. Eggman in the Sonic movie? Oh, Jim Carrey. I thought you meant specifically teen Grinch. Because <laughs> they do sound alike. No, I thought he was like, I thought he was a Jim, I thought he was Jim Carrey, but I was wrong. This says Matthew Jostin plays Mike Yagubian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it says this is the first film released after then Pixar executive John Lasseter became chief creative officer at Walt Disney Animation Studios. Um, fuck John Lasseter. We don't like him. Um. He is a mess. This movie, the budget is estimated to be 150 million. Do you want to guess what the box office was? Okay, 150 million? Mm-hmm. 3 million. 30, sorry, 3,300 million? million. Yeah. Okay, no. So sadly, this movie. I'll kill somebody. The box office was 169.3 million. You all motherfuckers slept on this fucking movie and I hate you. Did you see this in theaters? I love this movie. You didn't answer my question. <laughs> I didn't get you. I knew it. I knew it, you little bitch. You're all yelling at me. You're yelling but at me, but you didn't... How many copies of the DVD did I buy? That Three. doesn't go to the box office, bitch. This still gives them money. It doesn't go to the box office. That's not... Mm-mm. I was too young. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I was too young. It was rated R. <laughs> um... Oh, look, this says, as of January 2008, the DVD has sold approximately 4 million copies. I was one of those. I was three of those 4 million. <laughs> um, Rotten Tomatoes has a 67% for the movie right now. Um, 67? Mm-hmm. Go suck a dick. So rude. So Uh-oh. Rude. This person from the New York Times wrote, Meet the Robinsons is surely one of the worst theatrically released animated features issued under the Disney label in quite some time. And then an Entertainment Weekly person said, this is one bumpy ride. This movie is great. Who literally, who hates this movie? There were positive reviews too. Yeah, but like, who has anything negative to say? This is such a good movie. Kyle Smith of the New York Post named it the 10th best film of 2007. The 10th best film of all time. Um, this says the film grossed $25 million and some other dollars and change, you know. On its opening weekend, fa- falling behind Blades of Glory. Fuck Blades of Glory. Really? Really? They're gonna make fun of Meet the Robinsons, but they're over here like, Blades of Glory was amazing. Well, I'm sure they didn't say that. I'll kill somebody. they made more money. The soundtrack for the movie is, is amazing. Is bop after bop, let me tell you. Um, I need a stretch because my legs are falling asleep. The score is uh, composed by Danny Elfman. Of course, a king. Uh, this, the soundtrack features songs by artists such as Rufus Wainwright, Woo! Rob Thomas, Woo! The All American Rejects, Woo! Jamie Cullum. Woo! Don't know who that is. Uh, they Might Be Giants. Yeah. And the Jonas Brothers. Woo! 
which is the song we just played for y'all. So Jamie, I think Jamie Colin did all the jazz numbers. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That the Frog sang? Yeah, that makes sense. If I'm not mistaken. I believe it. It says canceled sequel. Yeah. <gasps> Disney, I'm glad. Disney Toon Studios originally planned to make a sequel to the film tentatively titled Meet the Robinsons 2 First Date. However, when John Lasseter became Walt Disney Animation Studios' new chief creative officer, he called off all future sequels Disney Toon originally planned including sequels to Chicken Little and the Aristocats and refocused on spin-off films and original productions. Mm, sure he did. Did he or did he focus on touching women? And creating fucking remake after remake. But more importantly, touching, touching women. women. Let's talk about that. John Lasseter who took who was there before John Lasseter? Mm. I don't know. He's like the big name, you know. I have beef with all the Disney heads because they've all Loki kind of been shit. Oh no, the tea is coming out, everybody. Like, uh, do you know who? Um, what's her name? She's like nostalgia chick. It's like Elise, something like that. We've talked about this before. I know the real name, I think. So when you find the real name, I'll say, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, trivia for this movie. A picture of Walt Disney is seen in the orphanage. What? The part of Lewis and Wilbur had to be recast when the original actor's voice broke. <laughs> he went, hey. <laughs> uh, Hello. The character of Lewis was voiced by both. Oh, you know, we just talked about that. That changed. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here you go. You you mentioned someone earlier. You mentioned Jim Carrey? Mm-hmm. This says, Jim Carrey had the choice of voicing Bowler Hat Guy or playing Walter Sparrow in the film The Number 23. I'll kill somebody. And he chose the latter. He chose The Number 23. What, was The Number 23 even a good movie? I think some people like it. Well, I would have liked him in this movie. That's why the voice sounds so similar, because they were probably trying to be a Jim Carrey for this movie. They Yeah, I think they just watched The Grinch and were like, I could do that. I love him. Um, Let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, Lindsay Ellis. Lindsay Ellis? Yes. Okay, yes. I, I believe I follow her. She popped off one day about all these fucking Disney heads, and I love oh, her for it. Oh, love that. She just pops up on, like, everything, and I love her for that. Um, of the animated films released in 2007, this was the fourth highest grossing movie after Ratatouille, Ratatouille. Shrek the Third, and The Simpsons movie. Oh, shit. Those are all really good movies. I like all of them. Shrek the Third? Yeah. What happens in that one? Without Shrek the Third, we would have never gotten Ah! Where all the Disney princesses got all buck wild. I don't know what you're talking about. I've yes, only seen do. the first two. Okay, this is a this might shock everybody, but I actually like all the Shrek movies. Okay, we have to understand. What? <laughs> Why? Why don't you talk about your history with this movie? Okay, even I though stand. you've already talked about it a little bit. Okay, so I remember. 
when this movie came out, my family didn't go to the movies. So, like, that's why I never went. My family still doesn't go to the movies. Like, they're not, like, a movie-going family. Um, but I do remember I saw this movie, like, via DVD so many times. Like, obsessively. I wore down the DVD. Mm-hmm. Is that why you had three of them? That's why I got three of them, yeah. Um, definitely two, maybe three. I might be hallucinating. No, definitely three. Um, but maybe two, actually. Who knows? But... Um, this movie is great. This movie made me fall in love with Rob Thomas, who, like, immediately after this... Oh, I've been in love with him since. You just had the ocean. Yeah. Okay, T, I I grew up loving Matchbox 20, and, like, I got a Matchbox 20 CD for Christmas, still have it. Um, so I was always a Rob Thomas stan. Like, I just remember, like, after this movie came out, well, one, Little Wonders... Okay, that's Play song, that shit at my fucking funeral, my wedding, my baptism. Play it everywhere. I heard I that cry. on the radio first. And then I years later found out that it's fr- from this movie. Oh I was like, God. I just thought this was another Matchbox 20 or like Rob Thomas solo bop. I thought it was like. It's just so good. Another. The, okay, my favorite Rob Thomas no single more. songs are uh, Little Wonders, Someday. And then her, her diamonds. diamonds. Her diamonds. Her diamonds is a good one. Her diamonds on the floor. Oh, and it's it's very similar to this one. It's you just, don't like. He's got such a like. He's got such a like emotional voice. So beautiful. You don't? Do you like? Um, I don't want to be lonely no more. I don't want to be lonely. Yes, yes. Just another heartache on my list. Do you like? This is how a heart breaks. Actually, I think I just started listening to that one today. Do you like, so come on over, and my sisters and my brothers, everyone and another, won't you feel that sunshine, he's like telling one, you to hold that. He's like one of those artists that just like makes you feel good. You know what I mean? He does have a lot of feeling in his He's voice. got a feel good artist. He's he's my Michael Buble, but he's not a lounge singer. Yeah, he's a very like, classical. okay, you know what, this white man is just like singing, but like... It's good. It's like him and Train. Well. Same like... Train. Have you listened to Train lately? No. I'm thinking they early Train. They took a train. turn. I'm thinking early Train. You're thinking Drops of Jupiter. Yeah, You're yeah, thinking yeah. Meet Virginia. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love I'm it. I'm thinking that level of Train. Where, uh, again, more feel-good songs. Mm-hmm. You're just thinking like early 2000s. Of course. That's me in general. And that's what Rob Thomas was. He was just early 2000s, period. Um, Do you think I can charge my phone with this? <laughs> No, that's an old, that's my old charger. What do you do? Could you imagine if it went, do you need to charge your phone? It's at 4%, 3%. Why would you say this now? Right in front of my salad. Um, so the voice, wait, did you have anything to add to your? Um, um, no, no, I just cried a lot during this movie. It's so good. Even watching it today, I enjoyed it so much. Like, dead ass, this is God tier. This movie is god tier for me. Mm-hmm. I love it. Love you it. You said fuck whoever that New York Times reviewer was. Fuck everyone who ever talked shit about this movie because it is amazing. Amazing. The visuals, amazing. Hummus. So I'm looking at the... Vo- okay, my... What's your history? My Tell history me you- is that I had never seen it before <laughs> until today. Uh, well, I started it yesterday, finished it this morning. Um... But I had seen commercials for it, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that bubble movie. 
Didn't see it in theaters. And then, we were just talking about Bubble Boy. <laughs> okay, but I did grow up watching Bubble Boy. But we stand Bubble Boy. It's I watched funny movie. Bubble Boy all the time growing up. Um, so you know, I can only have one Bubble movie every so often. You know, every ten years I get a new Bubble movie in my system. Willy Wonka, and then <laughs> and then this one. Um, so I'd never seen it. I had seen the commercials, and also I had seen. Obviously, I grew up watching the Disney Channel. That's why we have this podcast. Um, but they had... So the Jonas Brothers Kids of the Future music video, they would play it on Disney Channel all the time, and they it had clips from the movie in it. And I was like, oh. I remember watching that, and then, like, Bowling for Soup's, like... Sky High one? Yeah. Oh. For, uh, Melt. Uh, Melt with You? Yeah. Another cover. Mm-hmm. So ch- All the Disney Channel's commercials were just covers. But they were... Of 80s great songs. Great covers. Amazing covers. Yeah. Well, I... Because I loved the... At first, I was like, why did they change the song to Kids of the Future? Because I loved the Kids in America mm-hmm. song. Um, You know, you love it from several movies, including, but not limited to... Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Neutron and Clueless. I'm sure it's in other things, but those are what I think of. Um, so at first I was like, why is this Kids of the Future? Like, it doesn't roll off the tongue. I don't mm-hmm. like it as much. And then I was like, okay, no, this is a bop. And I, like, had it on my iPod. Which for me, as someone who, like, wasn't into the Jonas Brothers at the time. Was that glorious. Was, yeah. Pretty, momentous. Pretty good for them. I was like, yeah, this doesn't count because it's a cover. You guys didn't write this. I would never stoop so low as to listen to SOS. I love SOS. I did it at karaoke once. Like I said. Yeah, you did. I did, and I did pretty damn good, I think. Everyone said, Joe Jonas is here? And I said, no, it's me. Same vocal range. I think everybody loved when we did... Um, Everyone loves when we do songs where we... Gen- switch roles. Where we gender songs. I remember when we... What song did we do? And the, the people next to us were like... <gasps> I think we did um, Damn It, Janet. Uh, people also really liked when we did um, American Boy... But mm-hmm. I was Kanye and you were Estelle. That's the one I'm remembering. People were it, like, it was that table next to us that was like, yeah, because it was the gays. It, it was, was the gays, and they were like, okay. No, but then we did the promise. That's not gender swap. I know, but like that was also one where people were like, yeah. We're just talking about all of our glorious moments now. Yeah. Anyways, um, get her, get her, uh, get her cover album. So I had never seen it. I knew that you liked this movie, and I, f- I was like, okay, I. F- We'll probably do it one day for the podcast, so I'll just watch it then. Thank you. I, but I was scared that I wasn't going to like it, because you do love it so much. I literally was prepared to fight you if you did not like it. Um, but I'm looking at the cast here. So, the voice of Lewis, do you know who it was? No. We said it's Jordan Fry, but do you know? So, he's in a movie that you have definitely seen, we've quoted before. Do I hate it? Um, no, I don't think you hate it. So it's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So which actor from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Is he fucking Charlie? No, it's not Charlie. Wait, Charlie and the Chocolate, the OG one? No, the the newer one. Oh, is he fucking pop 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 Mike TV? Yes, I knew it. He is absolutely Mike TV. Um, the voice of Wilbur Robinson. Um. Has done like some Charlie, a bunch of Charlie Brown stuff, um, where he's been Charlie Brown. Ooh, good for him. Um, like newer stuff, but 
Not like the old, old ones. Womp, womp, womp. Uh, the voice of Bowler Hat Guy is actually the director of the movie, Steven Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Um, Harland Williams is the voice of Carl. And you might know him. I know him from um, Rocket Man, the, uh, the old one that we'll talk about someday. We did Rocket Man. No, we didn't. Rocket Man, no. We just we did, did Rocketeer. It. Oh shit! No, uh, but he's also in Dumb and Dumber. There's something about Mary. He's is that the one where he gets his ding dong stuck in the zipper? That is yes. There's something about Mary. Um, so if I show you his face, you'll probably know. Have you seen this guy before? <gasps> oh, uh huh. So, yeah, yeah. He's the voice of Carl. Um, Nicole Sullivan, our queen, our Shego queen, was the voice of Franny Robinson, uh, the mom. We will stand. I knew that immediately. I was like, this Shego ass bitch. <laughs> knew it. Uh, Angela Bassett. Oh, I do hear it now in my head. <laughs> Angela Bassett, we already said, was Mildred. I uh, never knew, but I stand Mildred so hard. Adam West was Uncle Art. Mm-hmm. We know Adam West. We all know who that was. West in power. Yeah. Did he do anything bad? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. <laughs> I think he was just kind of like a little, little off his rocker, but never anything bad. Uh, Lori Metcalf is the voice of Lucille Crunklehorn. I'm taking off the sweatshirt. I got you were home. over here like, I'm so cold. I'm, I'm like, like girl, what the hell's wrong with you? Here. You're anemic. Just wear a blanket. I'm not anemic. Don't throw out random erroneous claims. <laughs> erroneous? Ah. Uh. Okay, so Lori Metcalf, you maybe know her from Roseanne, or maybe you know her from uh, 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 Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Where she gets the her husband the golf pillow, and she says, it makes me laugh. <laughs> Love that. Where moment. she watches her daughter jump out of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, Ethan Sandler is the voice of... What's Ethan? Oh, it's a voice of several things. Doris, the hat. Uncle Fritz, and Aunt Petunia. Spike and Dimitri, Cousin Laszlo, and the CEO of Inventco. So he's literally the whole cast. Um, and he was the tour bus driver in The Princess Diaries. So. The one that gets knighted? I, I think we all know. Who he is. Who he is. Um... Wait, what? Is he the one that gets knighted? I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. He's the... I don't... I know which one, now. Uh, Tom Kenny is Mr. Willerstein. Mr. Willerstein. Steen, whatever. Tom Kenny, you know him from Rock Modern Life, SpongeBob SquarePants. Literally is SpongeBob. Several other things. Patchy the Pirate. Paul Butcher is the voice of Stanley. Stanley. Um. Flat Stanley? Who was Stanley in the movie? Stanley, Stanley, Stanley. I don't remember Stanley. Oh, Stanley is the octopus? Is that true? Because the T is that No, Stanley, he's the frog. But it says... Frankie the frog. Oh, Frankie's the frog. Fuck. Okay, I don't know who Stanley is, but he's voiced by the kid who played Dustin on Zoe 101. <laughs> Bad boy Dustin... Not Logan, but the little brother. Yeah. Dustin. Okay. Is that what you call him? <laughs> Bad boy Dustin. No, I just fucked up. Oh, okay. How um, is Stanley? That's interesting, though. Wow, Mike TV really said, I'm here. I'm a Robinson. Bang, bang, pop, pop. 
Um, we can go ahead and get into our notes, so why don't you talk about the, how this movie starts off? You did say you could do this episode by yourself. I did. Okay, so I need to lay down because I can't sit crisscross apples as it hurts my legs. Um, okay, so the story starts, so we get, like, I think this is the first time I also ever saw Disney do their, like, upgraded, like, mm-hmm. intro. I was shocked. I guess I didn't know when that intro first started but uh, yeah i was shocked that that intro came up i was like i think maybe this was the first one maybe or chicken little i think it was this one or chicken little had it the first time Mm -hmm. um but yeah we get the the new classic three-dimensional like disney castle thing and then we get the i can't sing um yeah the little steamboat willy thing and we open up and it's like we get the title card um, and we, it, the font looks like the Rocketeer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very like Art Deco. Um, and we open up, and it's raining, and we get like we get a hint of the main melody, which is called "A Family United." Oh, he knows. Um, um, and it's like it's very somber. It's very sad. Everything's kind of like that, like a weird black and gray, but it's brown. Um, very sepia tone. Yes, it's in the sepia Instagram filter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, we get, we see this woman running down the street. She's obviously carrying a, a baby. As you do. As you do when it's raining. Um, and we see her run up into, like, the staircase. We think she's going home, right? But then we get a zoom in and it says, orphanage. Mm-hmm. And we know exactly what the fuck is about to go she's down. She's gonna leave it. She's gonna leave it. You see her, like, look into this baby's arm. She leaves it there. And then she hears a little, like, slip and then... Little spitter spatter away. And then she's like, oh no. And so she drops the baby and we hear a knock at the she door. She drops it. She just fucking whoops, eats it. No, she places the baby gently in a box. Um, and then we hear a knock at the door. And then that's when we get introduced to Angela Bassett's character. Mildred. Mildred, the, the, basically the orphanage care, caregiver. Um, and she takes this baby and she's just like, who left this fucking baby? Um, get y'all's baby. <laughs> whose baby is this? Um, and that's pretty much the whole opening sequence. Very sad, very mm-hmm. like, blah, blah, blah. And then we get a little time jump. Mm-hmm. Time jump to the future. Very small future, Present though. day. Present day. Um, and we meet, uh, Wilbur Robinson, who is, uh, making some bullshit with his friend, Mike Jagubian. You mean we meet Lewis. Oh, what did I say? You said Wilbur Robinson. Oh, shit. Yeah, we meet Lewis, who's making this little invention that's like a, uh, a peanut butter gun. I'm going to say a penis. Penis I'm going to look up what the kid who voiced Goob looks like. Because he... The voice sounded familiar. Yeah. So, yeah, we get introduced to Lewis. Grown... uh, Present day Lewis. Who's this, like, red shirt... Red shorts, like, blue shirt wearing... He's got glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking nerd. He looks like a big-ass nerd with some fucking Jimmy Neutron-esque hair. Except for it's spiky. Um, and Mike Jagubian, who is his roommate, who loves baseball and has a little gay list. Okay, but he, I was like, that's me. Your goob? I was like, the way this kid is, that's me. Constantly tired, constantly, constantly spitting up facts. Just tired and just the way, I just loved him in the beginning. I was Mike like, Jagubian yes, is such a good character. Like, I love Mike. Um, but yeah, so we get, we get like this whole, like, we start to see that, like, He's obviously very smart. Um, and he's like in the process of trying to get adopted. Mm-hmm. Like he has an interview is what they call them. All, all I saw was canceled. I'm like, are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> um, he interviews with the Harringtons, which are some boring white people. I fucking hate the Harringtons. And let's just talk about them real quick. So we have 
Mr. Harrington, who has a peanut allergy and honestly doesn't give a shit about this kid except for like, so what sports do you like? And I'm like, girl, he just made this whole thing and he's telling you about like combustible engines and shit. And we get his, his complacent white wife who's just like, uh-huh, like talk, madam, talk. Um, needless to say, it does not go well because he pulls out his little like invention. PB and J invention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, he just lets that shit fucking fly. The, he has a peanut allergy. And he man. has, like, the worst severe peanut allergy I've ever seen. Like, I already hate when people are like, please don't eat peanuts around me because I okay, have a peanut that, allergy. That's a serious thing. Yeah, I know, but it's like, girl. One, that's a serious thing, and I don't think, <laughs> unless you're looking to be canceled, I don't think you should be taking this angle. Fine. But yeah, he gets touched with a, a, a little bit of peanut butter and he blows up like a fucking tomato. Um, do you want to keep going from here? Oh, and that's when he runs to a secret hiding spot, which is up on the rooftop. Click, click, click. For, well, hold on. Before that, Mildred and Lewis talk and he's like, I've had a hundred... Oh, no, this no, is, this, on is the roof. A, this is up on the rooftop. They yeah. say, he says, I have had 124 adoption interviews and he says, I have no future, which is key, because the whole theme... There's a lot of foreshadowing yeah. in this beginning section, because he's like, well, because when... No, no, no. Yeah, so this this is the first one. He's like, I have no future, mm-hmm. because he doesn't have a mom. But then Mildred starts to explain to him that, like, his mom did care for him. Because he starts to say, like, my mom didn't even care about me. And she's like, like, you shut the she, fuck up. What if she cared about you so much that she had to let you go? Because she she knew that if you stayed with her, you would get hurt. Like, she couldn't take care of you. And that's when he gets the brilliant idea, which here's another bit of foreshadowing. Cause he's like, he's like, you're right. The only person that did care about me was my mom. Mm-hmm. And if she cared about me, then she'll care about me now. Literally a line from the movie. Um, and that's when we get a little like, and then Mildred's like, wait, 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 wait. But he starts to, you know, reach for the gun sure. metaphorically. <laughs> and he looks at the billboard of a movie that's about to premiere, which is called, um, what is it called? Like brain. Brain destroyers or, like, brain invaders or something like that. It's basically, you see, like, this hat thing. Oh, Shooting really? people in the brain. Oh, like, they're mind-controlling them. Oh, wow. Which is really amazing foreshadowing. Um, because he's like... Because uh, he, she's like, well, no one ever saw your mother. And she was like, no, you're wrong. I did. Mm-hmm. It, it's in here in my brain. I know I've seen her somewhere. I have it. And so that's when we get our first little song... Um, by, uh, by Rufus, Rufus Wainwright. Wainwright. When that came on, I know, I know that voice when I hear it. I was like, I said, is this a Rufus Wainwright song? Cause I love him. I love his voice. And I could not believe you it. hear, you hear the first word. Hello. I, I got something it. to tell you. And it's like, this already sets up the mood for the movie. That's like trying to be very feel good and like. Like we're just trying and getting to- some good people for the soundtrack. Oh, fucking course! It just tells you it's like we're yeah we're gonna have Rob Thomas later. We're gonna have All American Rejects, and we're gonna have the Jonas Brothers. And you better be ready for that. So get ready. Strap and guess in. what? Because uh, underneath all of that, guess who's writing the whole ass score? It's Danny Elfman. It's Danny Elfman who can fucking push your buttons like this and make yeah. you cry like a baby. Okay. What's wild is that I thought about Edward Scissorhands during this because of the hedges. The dinosaur head. Very, like, what is that called? I forget what that's called. Topiary? Yeah, I think that is what it's is called. Is it really? What it, okay. I think that is. But I don't know if that was intentional then or not. 
I mean, I don't think he... I, well, because that's a very Tim Burton thing. Like, he loves his hedges and his fucking bullshit. Um, but I wonder if that was an homage to... It's a dinosaur hedge. Yeah, the yeah the dinosaur hedge. I wonder hedges. if that was them being like... Well, Danny Elfman, do you want to put Did y'all some- see Edward Scissorhands? Not even Danny, Danny Elfman necessarily. What if the director was just like, I like Edward Scissorhands. Or maybe he got Danny Elfman because he liked the way Edward Scissorhands was scored. Because it is beautifully scored. Um, but yeah, and then during this little montage of um, Another Believer. Collecting his items. He's collecting his items. He's making his new invention. We get to see that he's like one of those like Bear at the Honor College little motherfuckers. Of course he That's is. like there and he's like 14. He's attending college. He's 12. Is that true? Yeah. He's 12 because in, up on the rooftop, he says... I'm about to be 13 next week, and you know how hard it is for a teenager to get adopted? And then literally when Goob, it, later in the flashback that Goob has when he's growing up, he hears on the radio, Wilbur Robinson graduates university at the age of 14. You mean Cornelius? Cornelius Wilbur Robinson. Or yeah, Corn- Cornelius Robinson, yeah. I in no way did I understand that he was going to college. Yeah. Is he- that something you only know? From hearing that radio part no, at the end? No, because he's attending... You can see him at, a, at his high school, like, or his elementary school. He's taking classes, and that's when he's, like, showing his friends, and they all put on the masks because they know it's about to blow up. But then, during the montage, you see him, like, taking these college-level courses. So where's the science fair? At the elementary school. Still at the elementary school? Okay. Yeah. So okay. he's, like, do, he's like doing that double-dip thing, like, I have okay. to go to elementary okay. school, but doing I also... some dual enrollment, I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting those credits real quick. Um, because truly, can you just drop out of high school if you already went to college? Well, I... How do... Yeah, how is he allowed to just take online classes? No, he's there physically. How is he allowed to just take classes? He's smart. It's, like, probably the 50s. This is very, like, 50s. Yeah, what... do We don't know what... No, this the timeline is very ambiguous, which I also really enjoy. Like, there's no, like, here it is. But you can tell that it's kind of, like, not new-new. Mm-hmm. Because they got, like, really weird round TVs. Sure, that's the telltale sign. The telltale, the telltale heart. Uh, but yeah, we get that whole montage of him building his his invention and keeping Goob up really late into the night. Mm-hmm. Because Goob doesn't get any sleep. He's just soldering. Just soldering. Um, yeah, and then the montage ends, and then Mike Jacobian is like, he was like, Mike! Or, well, because, like, uh, Lewis runs out with his invention and, uh, what's her name? Mildred. Mildred is basically like, you have a, you have an interview later today at two? And she's like, I won't need it. And she's like, wait, wait, wait. And she's like, bye, Mildred. And you see Goob walk out and she's like, Goob, how are you? But she doesn't like to call him Goob. I can't fucking sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, he's like, I like the line where he's like, he's, he like, hand, he like, oh, gestures yeah. to her to come down. And she thinks she's line. about to tell him something. And, and he, he takes just her coffee. he takes her coffee and says, "That's good, Joe." Mm-hmm. Like I love that. That's such a little little cute thing. Um, so then we're at the science fair. We're at the science fair, and this is where we meet Wilbur Robinson, Frankie's crush. Frankie's crush, Wilbur Robinson. Our friend Frankie's crush is Wilbur Robinson. We get him, and he's like kind of stalking around. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get introduced to like a couple characters. We get like more of the teacher. Um, who's absolutely great. Um, we get introduced to um, one of the judges who is um, Lucille, 
who's also like a very sciencey person. Um, and we get introduced to the coach, who is hypermasked, but also probably gay. Yeah. Those legs. The tiny chicken legs. He only works his upper body. He said, I skip leg day. Um, we also get introduced to, uh, uh, Lizzie, mm-hmm. who is our favorite short bang, uh, goth with her fire ant farm, mm-hmm. who is very much my energy. Like, if ever chaos ensued, I would just stand there and smile and be like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And we get the one with the frogs. And we get the one with the frogs. Um, cause she's, she has her science project. Um, and Wilbur says he's with the TCTF, the time continuing task force. And I said, force. I said time force trio, time warp, time force. Like, I'm like, I love this for him. And he's like, did a dude in a bowler hat approach you? you? And Lewis is like, no, what the fuck? Yeah. And we see. This is where we see Bowler Hat Guy. One thing I will say about this movie is that he's always creeped me out. Bowler Hat Guy? Yeah. I know, this is like a child's movie, but like... He's very scary. On, it's his legs and his mustache. Is it because he's like... I think for me it's his teeth. And his teeth. Because no, they're so was, long and so there gappy. There was moments when they do those like close-ups or him like walking into the camera, and I'm just like, oof. I know it's a child's movie, but... Like, I remember on commercials being like, something doesn't sit right with me about I don't that know. Man. I don't know if I like this. It's the <laughs> fact that he hasn't showered in 30 years. I don't think I like this man. It's, but it also is his skinny little legs. It's like... His thigh gap? Insect-like legs. And then the fact that he has a little spider... Hands? Spider hat. Oh, Doris? Looking like... Did you know that Doris is actually named Door 15? Yeah. I, I thought it. that was I funny. I saw it in the thing. But looking like baby head from Toy Story, <laughs> that that also creeped yeah. me out. I said, mm. Doris is honestly probably one of the scariest Disney villains. Period, because she succeeds. That's true. Doris actually. wins. That is true. And she like gets real dystopian. Like that's a good point. I was I was comparing this. I'm like I think out of like the weird dystopian things, I'm always scared of like Doris's dystopia, and like nine. Did you ever watch Nine? No, that movie with the green yeah, with logo. The, yeah. Uh, no, but I remember when that came out being like, who would see this? Me. Me and Ryan. We <laughs> okay. love that movie. Okay. Um, but, like, it's, yeah, Doris is scary. She's a, she's a scary mm-hmm. little bitch. Um, but he's, like, messing with his invention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the thing here is that they want Will uh, Lewis to fail. That way he gets discouraged, and then they can take the invention and coin it as themselves because doris wants to be made mm-hmm. no matter what like because later on we'll talk about it but yeah the science for the science for it's going on and then lewis is like let me try this and they're like yeah yeah yeah, go 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 and it's like almost working he has a little lunchbox that says like um what is it captain time travel lunchbox um and then like he's like doing the do and it looks like it's about to work, but it does not. Freaks havoc. It fucking tears this bitch apart. Everything. The floors creak. The roofs. The roof leaks. Everything's going. There's a mining claim in the backyard. Everything's going wrong here. The ants are biting. I know Lizzie's. The toga kid is just like running, even though there's like clearly a fire alarm. The yeah. Like I love it when the ants land on the couch and he's like screaming so high pitch. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, classic mask. Um, but yeah, everything's falling apart. And then we can see that Will, uh, Lewis has a lot of like self-confidence issues because he's immediately like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. This is my fault. And the teacher's like, shut the fuck up. Get away from me. This is over. 
Um, and so he like runs and then Wilbur goes after him, obviously. And then the bowler hat guy and Doris take the invention. So Lewis, uh, I think he's on the roof, right? He goes back to his and comfort zone, which Wilbur is the roof. Wilbur shows up and he wants proof that he's from the future. Yeah. Wilbur goes, coo, coo, coo. Mm-hmm. I love the part where he runs up to him and he's like, coo, coo, coo. And he like gives him his rolled up inventions. What I do love here is in the score. We get a little bit of, like, the melody from Another Believer. Like, Damn, you, like, really paid attention. It, like, it's, it's, like, it's, like, a little, like, somber moment. And I'm, like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. Because you feel so bad for him. And he's, like, he takes the picture that he has of his mom. And he crumbles it and throws it away. Mm -hmm. Of, like, his little drawing that he has. Um, And then, yeah, and Wilbur's, like, you have to keep doing this. And he's, like, why the fuck should I believe you? He's, like, well, I'm from the fucking future. And then that's when prove it, bitch. And then he's like, "Look at my ID." And then he's like, "This is a tanning salon coupon." And then that's when Wilbur's like, "All right, then." And he fucking just throws Lewis. He throws him. He throws him off the building. And it's a Spy Kids invisible spaceship. Invisible like hits window. It's like when Antonio Banderas fell, but it was the the glass. Mm -hmm. Um. So then they go to the future in their little the ship and the bubble. Yeah. Oh, here's another good foreshadowing. When he's up there, Lewis says this line specifically. I guess I'll just lock myself in my room and hide under my covers for the next couple years. Which is exactly what Mike Jacobian does. Oh, interesting. So that's, I thought that was another really good little, like, foreshadowing moment where he's like, my life is bullshit. It's fucking shit. I'm just gonna stay, like, stay here and be, be a little hermit. Which is what happens with Mike Jacobian. So smart. So smart. This movie, mwah. Um, so. Yeah, they time travel to the future. In the coolest way possible, which is, like, getting covered in bubbles. He says, I'll take you, Wilbur says, I'll take you as long as, like, you fix your invention. Yeah. And when a they, lot of deals made in this movie. A yeah. lot of deals broken. Every deal was broken. Uh, Lewis wants to stay in the future and look for his mom. Yeah, yeah, because when they get to the future, he's basically like, why do I need to fix my invention if I can just see my mom? Mm-hmm. And he, try, he pulls a Lewis and he tries to take control. And, and they he, crash. And they crash. Into me, baby. And I coming through you. Is this a Rufus Wainwright song? No, it's Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> Crash into me. No? No. You got your ball, you got your chain. Okay. I don't know these songs. It was in Ladybird. Featured heavily in Ladybird. Look, I drew them at the top. Ladybird? No, I drew Lewis and Wilbur. I drew that star, that S that everyone used okay. to do. Um, so Lewis is, he's like, I'll fix the ship for you if you take me to if see my mom. If you take me to see my mom. Because there's only two time machines. In, in, ever. Mm-hmm. It's the prototype that they drove, which I think is way cooler than the actual time machine, actually. Mm-hmm. And then the time machine that was stolen by the bowler hat guy. Yes. And bowler hat guy takes, uh, the invention that Lewis invented to in- invent co. Mm-hmm. And, um, Which is where, um... Lucille works. Mm. Lucille is a laboratory person at a Oh. Um, 
And it goes horribly. Yeah, he just, like, he never got, I think Goob never went to school, so he, like, his education stayed at, like, three. Never went to school just because he was sitting there being sad? Yeah, because he dead as was like, um, big hands on the two, two o'clock! Oh, that's true. Like, he has to sound out his words, he has to, like, figure out how to tell time, like. I guess that's a good He's very stunted. Um, Lewis meets Carl the Robot. And Carl the robot freaks the fuck out. And that's when Wilbur puts on the little Fanta girl hat on him. Mm-hmm. And Lewis isn't supposed to leave the garage, but he does end up leaving the garage. Mm-hmm. And this is when we get... This, well, the book. The where book? He, the, the book about Wilbur Robinson where he meets the family. Yeah, this is when we get the callback. This is the from. actual plot of the book. Mm-hmm. So he meets Grandpa first. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. He's walking around and he, and he tries to go... Back into the building. The doorbell. And he, he meets the, the potted uncle. plant brothers. Dimitri and Spike. And Spike. Um, who are like, ring my doorbell. No, my, ring mine, my schooler. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then he meets up with uh, the butler, who I forget his name. He has a name. But um, he meets with the butler, who's an octopus. And that's when he sprints the hell out of there. Um, and that's when he meets Grandpa. Who, this, He's I looking love, for his teeth. I love Grandpa so much. Grandpa's probably one of my favorite characters in this movie. Digging for them teeth. He's digging for them teeth. He has like, oh look, I have like a wall, a, 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 an animal on my arm. He wears his shit backwards. That's like his little gimmick. He's also very smart, I think. Um, But yeah, and this is when we get the montage of him meeting everybody in the family. Because they're looking for the teeth. They go around the garden. They go inside. He meets... All the uncles, all the aunts, all the kids. Um, who's your favorite family member? Um, probably the grandpa, but also the mom was just so like lovely mm-hmm. that I also loved her. My favorite, I think. Okay, I love. I also really love Carl. Who's Carl? The robot. Oh, okay. Um, I love. Well, like let's let's talk about the family real quick. Here, so they can you give me a lollipop. Lollipop, a dum dum. Anyone? A strawberry. There's one right here that I'm looking at. I okay, got that one. Looks great. Thank um, you. Can you pull up the family on your phone? <gasps> the Michelle Pfeiffer Robert De Niro movie, The Family. Let's <laughs> watch the family. I rented my that. It fucking hurts. I rented that as a uh, 14 year old. I don't know when I was in high school. I literally typed in The Family. <laughs> What am I? Do you want like a picture? I just want like all their names. Okay, so you just want the Wikipedia. Yeah. Okay. I typed in the family. I'm like the characters. Okay, yeah. So we get introduced to um, Uncle Art, who is a pizza delivery man. He drives around in a UFO. Um, we get introduced to Lucille when Grandpa's like. My wife's baking cookies. And then she's just dancing. And he's like, bake them cookies, Lucille. Love that. Um, where the fuck are all these other people? <laughs> oh my god, this is so hard. Um, we get introduced to Franny, who's like, you made it just in time. We need someone to play Maracas. Okay, I wrote these down. Aunt Billy, Gaston, Lefty. Oh, then you should have just told me. <laughs> okay. Aunt, Aunt Billy... Aunt Billy and Gaston are like the siblings. So we get... So there's a train bitch. <laughs> okay. There's an art deco bitch. There's a painting bitch. 
There's a there's a cannon bitch. Sure. That's like all the like the main guys, and then we get like Uncle something. Well, I love uh, my favorite is like Uncle Carl or something like that. No, not Uncle Carl. Um, the fat Uncle one. Uncle Fester. Oh my god. Um, no, where is he? He doesn't exist. He has a name. You made it up. Uncle, no. <laughs> I was gonna say Uncle Joe, but that's a sloppy Joe. <laughs> that, that was just your lunch order. <laughs> that was me writing what I wanted for lunch. Where is it? I'll wait. Thank so you. you can share with the class. I truly don't think this exists. Oh, Uncle Joe. So it is Uncle Joe. <laughs> Sloppy Joe. So That's what they call him. Uncle Joe is basically like, I love when uh, uh, Grandpa walks by and he's like, he works out. Mm-hmm. I also love when like Grandpa, when they pop out of the toilet and then Grandpa, like Lewis is like, this isn't the garage. And he's like, I know. Mm. I'm like, what the fuck? There's just so many good one-liners in this whole last movie. Mm, but we can keep going. Oh, and then after all of that debacle, Wilbur finally finds catches up with Lewis, and he's like... Oh, we get the frogs, too? Yeah, we get all the frogs, which is where Grandpa's teeth were. Mm-hmm. The frogs had the teeth. In the teeth. In the mouth. And this is when we get... We hear Jamie Collins' song, Where is the Heart At? Mm-hmm. Very jazz. Um... And then, yeah, Wilbur basically pulls him aside after he finds him. Because um, all the family runs in, and he's like, You found your teeth, Grandpa? Um, and so, yeah, Wilbur uh, Wilbur pulls him aside, and he's like, You've met the family? Who'd you meet? Tell me all of them. And then he goes through the whole fucking list. Everybody. And this is when we get the, the Tom Selleck joke. Yeah. I know you mentioned that he puts the Fanta hat thing on his head, but did we mention that it's... Wilbur says, We can't let them see your hair. Yeah. Because... We don't know why. I we didn't, don't know why. I didn't know why. I was like, really? the fuck? What? No, there were so many twists in this movie. I was like... Were you shocked? Yes, I was so shocked. Oh, God bless. I didn't okay. know any of this. Yeah, so Wilbur originally had put the, the Vanta hat on on his head, on his head, which is just a bunch of, like, fruits. But he tells him it's because it'll give away that he's from the past. Mm-hmm. He tells him no more information, which I think I the get movie does that. a really good job. It, it, <laughs> this fucked me up. Were you like, okay, cool, I get it, kind of? I just, at first I was just like, no, I didn't know that that was him until, until like, uh. At the reveal? Not even when they pulled his hat off and they were like, you need to go. It was when, like, Bowler Hat Guy was like. And you are? Yeah. It, I didn't know. Were you actually one. shocked? Yes, I was oh, shocked. Shit. I didn't know. And like, I just figured it was like, oh, everyone has like slick hair or something. You thought like, the cowlick was the thing? I don't know. Or maybe like. You're not allowed to... Have spiky hair in the future. Have spiky hair. Too rebellious. No, no, no. Um, But yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this is when we get... This is when we jump... uh, Oh, I love it when he's like... When he talks about Aunt Billy. Mm -hmm. I think she's the puppet. Mm -hmm. But he's like... And then I meant Aunt Billy who is... And then Wilbur responds, Crinky, yes. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, that's so fast. They also like... I love the jokes where they're talking about the butler and then Spike and Dimitri... And he's like, oh, I don't we know. We don't know who they are. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I don't, and they're related too. And he's like, we don't know. Yeah, Wilbur has a lot of family. No, I was gonna say like Wilbur has. He's a lot of like personality. 
mm-hmm. can see why Frankie had a crush on him. It's like he's a very charismatic young boy. Who? Why Frankie, our friend Frankie had a crush oh. on him. <laughs> I was like, Frankie the frog? No. And then I was like, are you trying to say Franny the mom? Our friend Frankie is in love with Wilbur Robinson. Yeah. I love the many montages that happen in this movie. Like, the this family montage is great. The one where they're running around and meeting the family, that's also great. Like, it's just good ways to, like, keep the pace moving while simultaneously introducing a lot of backstory and a lot of context. Let's talk about Bowler Hat Guy meeting Goob. Okay, yeah. So, that's the next part of the movie. So, we get another flash... Not flashback, but we jump back to the past. And Bowler Hat Guy is basically like, fuck my life. So now I just have to catch that kid because the machine broke again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he goes back to the orphanage and he runs into Goob who has just gotten beaten the fuck up. Because we hear that he missed the game ball because... He was sleeping. He was sleeping. Sleeping he, in the outfield. Mm-hmm. Like the movie. Angels in the outfield except for sleeping in the outfield. Um, and this is when old Mike Jagooby and Bowler Hat Guy is basically like... Bottle your feelings, keep them up, fester them up, and then be evil. Mm-hmm. Because that's the way you survive in this world. I didn't know he was him either. Really? I didn't know any of so this So you just one. thought this villain was just like... I just thought he was like, no, you need to let it... It just seemed like a very like Jim Carrey character. There, yeah, because there are be, no cues. There's no visual cues to connect to anybody. Like, it just seems like something that that man would do is just talk to a child and be like, be angry. Yeah. So I didn't know. Oh, fuck, I, I love had this no for you. idea that that was him from the future. I also love. I think the Tom Selleck joke was really what like diverted your ideas from like, oh he he's not your dad. You know what I mean? Because Tom Selleck looks Probably. nothing like Lewis. <laughs> Probably. Um. Yeah, yeah. So we yeah we get all of that shit where he goes back into the past, and he realizes that he isn't there anymore. Because they go on the roof looking for... Because Goob says, oh, he's probably up on the roof. Because that's where he usually hangs out. But then when they get up there, they find traces of Wilbur Robinson and then assume, oh, he's in the past or in the future. Goob's a fucking rat. Goob's a rat, but also, like, Goob's a sweet little angel baby. (laughs) And we need to protect him. Um, Yeah, and then so after this, they're back in the garage. Mm -hmm. And then this is when uh, Wilbur starts to explain, keep moving forward. How his dad invented the time machine. How his dad invented everything. Yeah. He invented everything that's going on in this world. All the buildings, all the modes of travel, the time machines, everything. They do all like the, here are all the prototypes of the time machine. Here are all the, here are all the versions of them. I also love that too when they go through all the versions and they're all different. Like here's a really twisty one. Here's like chemicals. Like that's also great. A great little like moment. Um, uh, family wants to have Lewis for dinner. For dinner. And then, so they get sucked up into dinner, and this is, like, where it starts to pick up a little bit more steam. Um, This is where they're like, can you fix this PB&J invention? Yeah, because they're having spaghetti for dinner, spapeggy and meatballs. (laughs) Um, This is also where the most confusing part of the movie happened for me growing up. Because there's that sequence where they're trying to get him to take his hat off, Mm because he replaces the fruit hat with a regular hat. Yeah, baseball hat. mm Mm-hmm. And they're like, he is giving away the the fact that he's from the past because he's like, I'm from Canada. And he's like, actually, it's North Montana. Oh, yeah. Um, it hasn't been called Canada in years. And then he's like, it's a great country. And then the same aunt is like, state. Mm. Um, and so they're trying to get him to take the hat off because I guess they're all from Canada. And they're like, let's see if he has the family cow lick. 
And then Wilbur, to distract from this, throws a, a meatball at I think who's I think it's Gaston, sure. who is the who is the the cannon guy, and he shoots Franny because they're brothers, they're brother and sister. And then this is that weird like cut to gray, and it gets very like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And when I was growing up, I'm like, did I break my DVD? <laughs> Because the audio wasn't matching with the lips anymore. And I'm like, what's going on? Did I break it? Um, And I never got that until a couple years later where I'm like, oh, ah, ha, ha, I see what they're doing here. I see where it is. Um, All right. Now give me another dum-dum. Okay. Give me an apple one. The green apple? An apple one. It's on top. Damn, you're really going through these. I need the sugar to stay away. I need the sugar. Um... Yeah, so we get that whole food fight sequence. And they're like, can you fix this? Yeah, because then they're going to have dessert. They're going to have dessert. Also, um, Aunt Jill, Aunt, Aunt Billy wants a sloppy joe. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, so they, they ask him to fix it. And then Wilbur's like, he's an inventor. He can fix it. Because he realizes, if I can get his confidence up, he might be able to fix a time machine mm-hmm. a lot quicker. Because they tried and he's like not doing so hot. Um, and he's trying his best and it explodes. Like, it doesn't work. Sure. But the whole family, like, cheers for him. And they he's say, like, you failed. He's like, you failed. Wow, the glorious time. They said and then, it was awesome. And they, this is when we, they explain, you learn by failing. When you, when you make stuff successful, you, you, don't, learn you don't learn shit. Yeah, you're just they there. They say, keep moving forward. And this is where they get the, keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Keep moving forward is actually one of the only, like, quotes that I actually like ever, period. Like, the two quotes that I love the most, and I'll always, like, love them. You would get that of, like, it's like a lake, and mm-hmm. then you would get keep moving forward. Yeah. You would have that poster. The poster. So, yeah, so my favorite quotes ever are, keep moving forward from this movie, and then just lights will guide you. And bitch better have my money. <laughs> and bitch better have my money. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then this is when we get a lot of gay sitting from Mike Jagubian. Oh yeah, who's in the little, who's in the time machine? Because he's like, "How do I get Lewis?" Oh, I'm gonna try I'm gonna the get frog. A no, he tries oh, to get. First, he gets yeah. Frankie the frog first, and this is when we get the reoccurring joke. Not the reoccurring, but it happens twice where he's like, "I have small hands." Yeah, he's like, "I don't think you thought this through, master." Yeah. Um. And this is when he realizes, oh, what if I just get a fucking dinosaur? Mm-hmm. And so the next scene that we get basically after all of this debacle um, is like we see the we see the dinosaur coming up from the window and they're, everyone's scared. But Lewis is like, I didn't know you had a pet dinosaur. They're like, we don't. And this is the action sequence. This is like one of the two action sequences in the movie. Also, the mom found out that he was an orphan and she was like shook. Oh, yeah, because she's like... It makes sense that she's shook because knowing what happens and who he is, she's like, oh no, I know what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really weird that they don't even understand the resemblance. Like, I, I thought that afterwards. I was like, that face, those glasses, those same glasses. I guess it's really the hair. That, that like, same Warby Parker subscription. <laughs> Are you adding me? No. Are you adding no, it's a popular all company. the gays? It's a popular company. Um, oh, fuck, my legs really do suck. <laughs> um, yeah, so they get into this dinosaur, whole fight sequence. Mm-hmm. Which I truly, like, I like how, like, simple this is, like... This was one clip they kept playing on Disney Channel. I don't when know if it was, like, a movie out? surfers or what. Movie surfers was probably gone by then, or 
fading. Yeah, but it was just they always had like a behind the scenes or just like let's look at Meet the Robinsons, and they had the clip of the dinosaur saying, "I have tiny." Big tiny, head and tiny arms. Yeah. I don't so think you thought this through. <laughs> so that's something I always remember was the dinosaur. Yeah. I just like the, like, people are always like, action sequences need to be this crazy, but I actually like how simple this one is. Because mm. it's like, you get all the family members doing what they do best, and like, they all run out to protect Lewis. Um, Like, you get Grandpa just tripping up the dinosaur. Just tripping. Just tripping, <laughs> falling. He's on drugs. <laughs> He's on ants. He took Robitussin. <laughs> He's robo tripping, um, but like you get uh, Art, who who is I think the spaceship guy, the pizza delivery one, who's like shooting dough at the dinosaur. Like you get all the siblings like using like the train to shoot him down, the little meatball cannon to shoot him down. You get the artsy one that's like flying around shooting paint in its eye. Mm-hmm. You like everyone's trying to help and like using like their skill sets. I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. I hate Avengers. I love this. And Wilbur is the one that gets that hat, hat off the dinosaur. Yeah, because he uses the little Doris. The hat is what's she Doris the hat, as one of our listeners said, gave birth to a little hat. Who was it, Emily? I didn't. Who was I like, didn't say that. Emily, I think tweeted was like, "Did this hat just give birth to a little <laughs> baby hat?" Um. But yeah, he gets that off the head, and then that's when the dinosaur's just like, baby. And then the frogs take that hat. The frogs? Because they're the mafia. The frogs are the fucking mafia in this movie, and they fucking bury that frog, that hat. Um, We also get, like, a cute little line earlier. I'm just bringing this back up, but, like, Grandpa's like, could you imagine if Louis Armstrong failed? Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have gone to the mood. And then Lucille's like, You're, that's a singer, darling. Also, I think there was a character in the book... I think there was like a, like Miss Armstrong character, Mr. Armstrong character. So I thought that was maybe a reference to that too. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay. Um. Yeah, it says Mr. Armstrong is a friend of Grandfather Robinson based on Louis Armstrong. Ooh. So that's probably. That's probably the, the reference. Why they did that. Um, But then Louis calls Miss Robinson mom. But he's like. I love you, mom. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "You can. Do you want to be a part of this family?" And Wilbur, knowing exactly what's going on, he said, "Yeet!" He yeets the fucking hat off of him. He said, "Goodbye." You're from the past. And the whole family's like, <gasps> "He's not who you think." He rips his face off. Rips his wig off. He says, "Goodbye." And yeah, I didn't really understand. I was just like, just because he, because he's from the past? past. I'm like, I guess it won't work. You're right. I had no idea. You had no idea what was coming. No. Yeah. And so, like, I, like, I hate this because he obviously can't tell him for, like, good reasons. Like, you should never tell someone. Yeah, because you're like, you gotta go, dude. Mm -hmm. We've already probably made this as bad as we think we can. Mm -hmm. And so, Lewis runs away. Wilbur runs after him. But first, Franny's like, you're fucking grounded. Mm -hmm. Forever. Um, And as he's running away, he runs into this, like, little coffee spot. During the the coffee topi area, area. Wait. Also, he runs away because because Wilbur says like I was never gonna help him find his mom. Yeah, because his he was like he's like it's fine. I'm from the past. Yeah, but it's okay because after this, Wilbur's gonna help me find my mom. And he was like, I was never gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he gets pissed and runs away, which is like also really bullshitty of him. Oh no, Doris! <laughs> I drew Doris in my notebook. She's scary. Um. And yeah, and this we get like this very like ominous like 
They didn't like you. They won't be your family. That scared me. That's scary. <laughs> I don't like him. That is a very scary scene, though. Could you imagine just, like, being sad and then hearing, like, this, like, ominous voice mm-hmm. above you? Um, and that's when the bowler head guy presents himself. He's like, I can help you find your mom. Very, like... Stay away from strange, very Disney strange villain, men. Like, yeah. Truly. Strange men that smell. That's the no-no. I'd let a strange man that smells okay. really good taste. Let's, let's not talk about your own problems. Oh, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, and then once Wilbur finds him, Lewis looks him dead ass in the eye and then goes with the bowler hat guy. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, Lewis has no sense of self-preservation. He's just out here to play the con for himself. Bowler hat guy shows... Um, or Lewis shows him how the invention works. In this dark room? In exchange... For taking him to see his mom. Yeah. He, like, helps him fix the... The memory the scanner. invention, and then he's like, okay, now you're gonna take me to see my mom, right? And he said... Psych. He said, think crossies or something like that. I said, he lied. It he was lied. all a lie. He lied. <laughs> and it's the Robinson family running behind. Um, and yeah, and then Doris ties him up, and then this is when we get the first reveal of the movie. Mm-hmm. How shocked were you when you found out that Bowler Hat Guy was Mike Jagubian? Hold on, first I said Lewis finds out he's Wilbur's dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the first one is that he's Wilbur's dad because he's like, and you invented all of this because you are. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm Wilbur's dad? Mm-hmm. And then I said Bowler Hat Guy is Goob. <laughs> And then I just wrote down all of the, the backstory of how Goob became to be Bowler Hat Guy. Yeah. So like, no one adopted this angry bitch. Yeah. I love that. I tell, have I told you that me and my brother quote like this line a lot where he's like, if I hadn't fallen asleep, I would have caught the ball and I would have won. Do you understand? <laughs> Ro- uh, Cornelius Robinson keeps winning inventor awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and Goob blames Lewis for not getting the sleep before the baseball game. Goob basically blames Lewis for his whole life yeah. going to shit. Even and, though... And then he met Doris. Yeah. I love the sequence, though, where he's like, everybody hated me. But they're like, Goob, nice binder. Goob, do you want to hang out after school? Goob, you look great. And he's like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. So it's very much like that one-track mind mentality of, like, something went wrong and I'm going to avoid everybody. So Doris was invented by Lewis to be a helping hat, but yes. she went evil. She went evil and... What a fucking bitch. Could you believe? No. Yeah, because then we we see her fucking, like, trying to take everybody. He shuts her down, but she reboots herself somehow. Um, And she escapes, and that's when she meets up with... Bowler hat guy. Bowler hat guy, who they're sippy-sipping at the rainbow something-something-something. The cutest little rainbow cafe. Mike Jagubian is gay. And then he stole the Can time believe? machine because Wilbur didn't lock the garage door. Yeah. And this is all... We're starting to find out that it isn't the Bowler Hat Guy's plan. It's all Doris who's planning all mm-hmm. of this bullshit. So Doris is basically the mastermind behind this all of this disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, she basically just wants to use Mike Jagubian to get through all of what she needs. Because it'd be weird if a hat fucking is like, invent me. But if someone was like, invent this hat. Invent me. Invent me. Eat me. Eat me. Um, Lewis says, like, you messed up your life yourself. Like, you should have kept moving forward. And then that's when he realizes that, like, he is Wilbur's dad for reals because he says that without thinking about it. Wilbur and Carl save Lewis. And then I said, JK, Carl dead. (laughs) I literally forgot that a fucking robot dies in this movie. 
I was like, it's also scary when he dies too because it just shoots at him and he's like blowing up. Mm-hmm. I was like, and I ooh. And then I said, what the fuck? Wilbur knows he's his dad. I was like, wait, he knew this whole time. And then I was like, oh, that's what the whole hair thing was. I said, oh, the hair dog. <laughs> I Every, don't know. Everything is clicking into place. And he fades away. He's Yeah, he back to the futures himself. Yeah, he goes, Goodbye. Um bowler hats for everyone. Evil is what my next note is. <laughs> yes, because Bowler Hat Guy and Doris escape back to the past without Lewis. Um and as Lewis runs in hoping to get to the other time machine, this is when Wilbur starts to fade away because as they're explaining Bowler hat guy goes and presents the mm-hmm. the memory scanner perfectly. And then they're like, do you have anything else? And he's like, helping hat. But then helping hat gets all fucking evil. And then as Lewis runs inside the helping building. Helping hat sounds like a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh card. I play helping no. hat. I play helping hat. I, have, I play Swords of Revealing Light, Magical Hats, and Helping Hat. Um, I want to play Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. I need to find my deck. I said now that building is a bowler hat. Everything's a bowler hat. Everything's a fucking bowler hat. And as Lewis, like I said, runs into the garage, the memory scanner is there, and it starts to play back the memories that show the invasion and how everything went down, and it turns out that it's Doris mm-hmm. showing him the memories, and she has the entire fucking family. Because even because the only product that was Wilbur and Lewis, or that was... Uh, Francine, Franny, that was Franny and Lewis was mm-hmm. Wilbur, but mm-hmm. everything, everybody else was already alive, so like nothing changed for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is when Lewis basically fixes the time machine, fixes the time machine, flies through the city. Um, a bunch of baby Dorises follow him, mm-hmm. and then a big ass Doris also follows him. Um, and he escapes back to the past after he gets cornered. Um, and then he escapes to the perfect moment He's when... He's like, I'm never going to invent you. Which is the perfect thing to say. Mm-hmm. Like, that. there's no need to break her. She uses him to say, I'm never going to do this because you won't exist. And then she just You're fucking... You're a fucking bitch. <laughs> well, guess what? You're a fucking hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Flies away. Um, And that's when... And then they go back to the, the future. And he shows Goob everything that was about to happen. Because Goob doesn't know. So the future or the past? The future. He went back to the past to tell Doris that she wasn't going to get invented. Mm-hmm. Effectively, like, destroying her. And then he takes Goob to the future because it still is in the process of changing back. And he realizes the mistake that he did because Doris was the villain. Gotcha. And then that's when Goob realizes, like, all the bullshit was his fault. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't like... The thing that I don't like about this movie is, like... I wish we could see what happened to Goob after. Mm-hmm. We obviously see that he gets, uh, like... That's interesting. You'd think there would be a scene. Just showing him in the future. Just what he looks like. Or, like, him changing. But I guess it doesn't make... I guess it makes sense that we don't see him change because Lewis has yet to make that decision to go help him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, I wonder if he, like, if he were to grow up and, like, be hot. <laughs> That's your only... Wonder. <laughs> my little Not wonder. Like if he has a family. No, my little wonder is: Will Mike Jagubi and be hot, or will he still be an ugly big teeth, big teeth, skinny teeth man? Um, but maybe his dental hygiene is only so poor because he didn't take care of himself. And at first, Lewis is like to the Robinsons. He's like, "This is Goob. I want you to adopt him." Yeah, he's telling Wilbur that. 
but then he gone. He leaves. He fucking eats out of there. And he's so, it's so sad when you see him leave too, because he like literally looks remorseful and like, I'm like, I'm so sorry for you, Goob. Um, and then we meet old Lewis. We meet Daddy Lewis. <laughs> we meet Daddy Lewis. Cornelius. Because that's his name. And then he takes him upstairs to his invention lab. And he's like, you want to see my favorite one? And he, Lewis is like, wow, this thing? And he just, it's his son, Wilbur. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this was my favorite invention. I hate when people are like... You're my favorite. You're, and you're like, you're the greatest achievement of my life. And I'm like, is, is your child really the greatest thing you've ever made? Mm-hmm. How sad. That doesn't take more than two seconds. Mm-hmm. It can happen without you. Let me say that this is where I got... I just had those, like, questions I always have when I watch, like, time travel movies where I'm like, doesn't this fuck up the, the, like, time? Him meeting himself. I don't... mm, What do you I just stopped questioning it because I'm like, they clearly don't care. I think it would fuck up the timeline if they told him to do things. You know what I mean? If old Lewis told young Lewis to do something? Yeah, like, they're like, you have to invent this, you have to invent this, do all of this. But they always say in movies and stuff, it's like, even if you meet each other. Because it's not, his memory doesn't get wiped. No. So when he's a child, he fully knows. I guess it's just like, if he, I guess all that it does. It like did... Because it's like, it gives the, him something to believe in. Like, he knows that yeah, this because is going to be Yeah, because the future path. is, like, fluid. Like, time is fluid. And so, like, it'd be different if, like, he went to the future and they're like, don't do this, don't do this, because I regret doing that. Because then that would affect what the future actually is. But they never I told guess. him. That. Because Lewis also asked, like, do we ever meet our mom? And then like, grown-ass Lewis was like, the, yeah, he was like, you can find out. You can figure it out for yourself. Because he's like... Because grown-up Lewis says, nothing is set in stone, you have to make the right choices. He doesn't tell them what choices to make, but he just tells them you have to make the right choices. I still think that maybe meeting yourself... Isn't the best idea. That's just, they always say it's a no-no. But I guess maybe it's okay wrong. as long as you just, like... Don't. Completely, or, like, neutral, you don't, like, persuade them to do anything or not do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways... Anyways, Lewis goes back to the past after basically old last Lewis, but it's like the memory scanner is what is the thing. Mm-hmm. It's our thing. Um, and so he goes back to right reality. after. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Don't. <laughs> some, some labity. I don't know how that song goes. Should I just. <laughs> Do the whole thing. <laughs> just like last week. Oh my God. Um, but he goes back right after the science fair had gone amok. But before he does that, he goes, runs to the baseball field and makes up Goob. And then he catches the ball. Yes. Effectively changing Goob's future. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we never find out if it makes him hot or not. And we never find out if he's hot or not. And I'm thoroughly the most upset about that. Um, But yeah, they go back to the science fair. He's like, I fixed it. I know what's wrong. Can I get another shot? But I'm going to need a volunteer. Because he's realizing, oh, we skipped over it. Hmm. He didn't go back to the past. Wilbur took him, but he took him to see his mom before the science fair. Yeah, isn't that where we are? No. Why? What did you just say? I just skipped ahead. Well, that's let's not say we when it's what you did. I know, I know, I know. 
But yes, okay, so I got too forward to myself. Yes, he says, Wilbur says a promise is a promise. He takes him to see his mom. And this is when we get... It's the sepia scene. The sepia scene. And, like, Wilbur's out there and he's about to, like, confront his mom. But he realizes if he does that, the future that he fell in love with won't exist anymore. You because see, he'll want to find his mom and he'll want to be with her, which will effectively erase well, the future. And he says, I already got a family. Yeah. But then, this is when we get, like, the little tidbits. He... He's the one that slipped. It's the Harry Potter 3, like... Yeah. Time is on top of she each other. She threw the snail at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a snail? I thought it was a rock. It was like a... I think it was like a snail or like a shell on top of like a pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so we get that whole thing. He's which the is one really, that knocked on the door. Mm-hmm, because the mom just ran away. Which... That's some bullshit. I was thinking... And it was raining, too. I'm like... She Could just you imagine if the baby, baby just fucking... <laughs> rolled? Wet? Died. I don't get betray, <laughs> lie, stab in the back. I don't get why she did that. What a shitty mom. Maybe that's when he's also like, "Fuck my mom." She, she let she me. She didn't even know. She let me rot. <laughs> um, and then that's when Wilbur takes him back to the actual present. He says, "He says, don't forget the motto." And he says, I won't. And he says, "See you later, Dad." In the clouds. Yeah, and he flies away. And that's when he goes and wakes up Goob. Goes back to the science fair. Yes. And the thing works. And the thing works. And it's Lucille and it's her wedding. And, and then he's. That, w- that fucking threw me. Did that also throw you? <laughs> yes. Girl, this movie fucked you. This movie, up. I was like, what? This movie did get on? you. Oh, this is such a good movie. Everyone needs to rewatch this. This was wild. Yeah, because Lucille is the one that adopts him. And then Lucille's get. It's the we memory see of the her grandpa. Is getting married to Bud. And this is when he's like, Bud? And he's realizing everything that's going on. And you see that head of hair and you're like, that's him. That's fucking him. That's the smiley face on the back of his head. And and then they're like, he's like, you don't look like a Lewis. He's like, I look like a Cornelius. Yeah. Because he knows what's going on. Oh, and Franny is the frog girl. And Franny's the frog girl. Um, And she's, and then before he leaves, Fra- older Franny's like, even though I'm all, even if I seem wrong, I'm right. Because that's what gets her to like him. Because mm-hmm. he's like, she's like. She thinks people think she's crazy because she's trying to make these frogs sing. But he's like, no, no, no. I think you're right about the frogs. And she, like, falls in love with him at that moment. And I'm like, you little bitch. But also, this is so cute. I live. Um, And then, yeah. And then from here, we just get, like, little a little bit. Little wonders. We get fucking little wonders, which starts playing, and I'm fucking and sobbing. And they move into the observatory. Yeah. We see Mike getting adopted. Mm-hmm. Or, like, at least his interview's going well. He gets adopted by Lucille and, and Bud. Lewis does. Yeah, Lewis does. They um, move into the observatory. They move into the observatory. They show him. I always start crying when they remove his eyes and it's... The- they <laughs> remove his eyes. <laughs> they scoop him out. <laughs> they, like, do that, like, hand over eyes reveal. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's so cute because they both do it together and I'm like... And then he's, like, inventing shit. He's inventing shit. And it ends with him inventing shit. Mm-hmm. And then there's a quote... There's the whole... And it says, like, blah, 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 Keep moving forward, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they're like, blah, we blah, have blah, to keep blah. moving forward to, like, discover new and things. And I that- said, gee, I wonder who this quote is gonna be by. And it's Walt's anti-Semitic Disney. And it says Walt Disney, and I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then it crops out everything else except for and Walt Disney keep and keep moving forward. forward. Yeah, yeah. And that's how the movie ends, and then we get uh, Kids of the Future. No, that doesn't play with the credits. Oh, really? It's the future is now, or the future is Oh, the future is now by uh, 
by this is the this is the All American Reject song. No, that's after it. Oh, really? There's one before that. Okay. But I did it because I was fast forwarding because I was like, "When does Kids of the Future play?" But Never. It wasn't ever playing, and I saw the All American Rejects one. So now it's time for IMDb reviews. IMDb. 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 Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. You look oh, at the lyrics. You made. He choked. He's so mad, but he won't give up that easy. note. he won't have it. He knows he's holding back to the ropes. It don't matter. He's dope. He knows that, but he's broke. He's so stagnant. He knows. So I only picked one review. That it's when it's eight out of ten. Keep rapping. Back to the lab again, yo. This old rap shit. He better. It go doesn't have a title. I think it just kind of goes into it. But don't pass him, and you better listen to in the moment. You. <laughs> You better never let it go. You only get if one shot. The- Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Yo. I was pleasantly surprised at how much of <laughs> it. I went into full, like. Is that Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised at how it did. You sound like an 80s answering machine. How dare you? <laughs> Um, so I only got one review because all the reviews were actually really long. And they all kind of said the same thing. Everyone liked this movie, actually. Um, I picked this one just because it was the most wild out of the first five. Um, I was, at 8 out of 10, I was presently surprised by how much a 50-something mom of a teenager liked this movie. I went to the theater this afternoon to, oh, this was, by the way, like, right after. I didn't catch the date. (laughs) Um... I went to the theater this afternoon to catch an R-rated film and goofed on the times. The only movie available in my time frame allowed allowed was Meet the Robinsons. I reluctantly bought a ticket and was pleasantly rewarded with a movie experience that reminded me very much of my childhood. When we got to go to the movies in the 50s and 60s, there were trailers followed by the newsreels and then a cartoon before the main attraction. The non three no what the non three D version started with a non R rated with non R rated trailers followed by Obviously. the <laughs> followed by a Mickey Mouse cartoon loved it um, and then the main feature it was very entertaining to sit back and relax and not worry about a good guy dying the amount of slaughter I wonder what this movie what this woman was wanting to watch can you look up horror movies. From 2007. Um, because she, she keeps saying, um, it was very entertaining to sit back and relax and not worry about a good guy dying, the amount of slaughter that would be portrayed, and that there wouldn't be a, and that there wouldn't be a positive message at the end. As an adult, there were enough references to keep me entertained, and from the sound of my kids in the theater, was she gonna go see an R-rated movie with her kids? She was gonna go see Saw 4. Is- <laughs> Is that really what came out in 07? Yeah. Around the time of Meet the Robinson? Trick or treat. I don't know the month. This is just what comes up if you look it up. This bitch went to go see Saw. She went to go see 1408. Oh my god. The Orphanage. (gasps) She wanted an orphan movie. But (laughs) But got this one. Um, Have you seen The Orphanage? No. It's so weird. I've seen it. Um, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. As an adult, my son and my kids, they were obviously enjoying this movie. I would highly recommend it to all but the crankiest moviegoers. And I personally love the quote from Uncle Walt 
Ew. At the end of the movie, when I was little, our whole family watched Walt Disney every Sunday, and I particularly remember when I changed when it changed to Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color. Walt Disney was a man ahead of his time, and I really miss his adventurous spirit. Did she know him? <laughs> An inquisitive mind. He introduced and ended each episode, and I really enjoyed seeing him every week. Oh, that's right. He did do that shit. I wish that Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color was still on every week and the no, new not. episodes would still be made. It's not. Well, it's not. And that's my review. It's not. You're welcome. I just picked it because it was weird with the whole R-rated shit at the beginning. I'm like, this woman wanted to... She wanted to see death. I looked up uh, some reviews on Letterboxd real quick. This one says, Time machines weren't the only thing Lewis invented. He also invented cinema in 2007. This one just says, and that kid turned out to be Elon Musk. Ew! <laughs> this one says, when the Jonas Brothers said, we're the kids of the future, damn, I really felt that. <laughs> okay. Everyone on here liked it. Well, there's a couple of bad ones. Okay, well, fuck them. But most of them are like, <laughs> Wilbur is very attractive, four question marks. Frankie wrote that Frankie one. Frankie wrote this. Um, yeah, most people are saying, like, it's very, it makes them very emotional. It's such a good movie. Little Wonders was such a fucking bop. It was such a good move to put that one at the end. These little wonders, these twists yeah, and turns of Yeah, a lot of people of saying fate. it's underrated. Um, now we can go to the tweets, the Twitterverse, to see what you Please find Emily's, because I know she fucking tweeted that baby hat one. see what y'all said about... About these small hours. We're all fun, this is fun world now. So let's talk. We want to hear from you. Come on, give it a try. Still remain. First, let me. So uh-huh. we tweeted that we were going to talk about this movie, and these were the replies. <coughs> uh, Kaylin said, I love it. It's one of my favorite Disney movies. Stan. Frankie said, Wilbur Robinson is my one and only crush. And then Ivy replied to that and said, tell me why I was going to tweet this because the Jonas Brothers did Kids of the Future for this movie and Wilbur reminded me of Joe. And I said, please don't be horny on our timeline. <laughs> Leela said, I love this movie so much. Uh, Adia said, we were robbed a ride in Tomorrowland in honor of this movie. <gasps> they could have easily made a whole last ride on Meet the Robinsons. You're right, girl. Mm-hmm. And Jen said, underrated, enjoyable movie. Everyone loves this fucking movie. Alright, let me go through the uh The threads. The threads. The threads here. So these are from Leela at Leela underscore Burns. Um I love this movie so much and I really hope you guys like it. Well I had not seen it, Juan or had already stand. Goob and Lewis are baby. The soundtrack for this movie is so good. Mm-hmm. Let Goob sleep. Lizzie has such good energy. Fire Ants Girl. Wilbur has Gen Z energy. No, I won't explain. <laughs> Bowler Hat Guy is just Doofenshmirtz. That's very Truly. true. But Doofenshmirtz is, like, more acceptable. Doofenshmirtz isn't, like, out here to, like, ruin people's lives. He's just here to capture a platypus. And he doesn't have a mustache. And he doesn't have bad teeth. This is the future that liberals want. Yes! Can't wait to see you guys try to summarize the family tree. <laughs> uh, oh, I can't. 
can't wait for her to realize the spaghetti bitch, train bitch. <laughs> why the dog? Why is the dog wearing glasses? Oh, because the insurance won't pay for contacts. I'm crying, laughing, and it's not even a good joke. It's also relevant for today. Goob, I'm so sad he got beat up. Someone help him. Um, I have a big head and little arms. I'm just not sure how well this plan was thought through. This was the most quoted part of the movie when it came out. Elementary school kids repeated that line like it was the circus Afro song. They want to adopt him. I'm so emotional. Please change your clothes, old man. Rage makes you look like that, I guess. <laughs> Carl, no. Green dystopian future. Don't think too hard about how time travel works. Kid Franny is so good. They reuse models so much, but it's okay. I forgive you, Disney. They do. They do. I see the same... I think the same woman that we see like 17 times is the model for for Lewis's mom, too. And I'm like, goodbye. Um, it's not in the movie, but the Jonas Brothers did a song to promote it. So, like, you should probably talk about it, LOL. Oh, what the... As if I wasn't going to. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? That was the whole first 30 minutes. <laughs> that was all I talked about. Um, okay, these are Emily's tweets. Thank you, Leela. These are from Emily, at Emily Jean Palmer. Okay, so Emily had never seen the movie. God bless. Did you love it? Because I swear to God, if you didn't. A baby, a, a baby, a box? I thought this was a happy movie. Oh, it is. Uh, why does that kid with the baseball uniform have bruises under his eyes? His bags. Did Lewis get less annoying? His he bothered. Oh, does Lewis he get less annoying? He bothers me so far. Ooh. He, he is. He, he is a little annoying. You're right. Yeah. This might be a. F this must be a future without climate change. The sky is still blue and the grass is still green. It's because they have bubble travel. Is the robot part human? He has a human mouth. No, dude. Who is this family? I am terrified. How um, dare you? The bad guy's hat just gave birth to a miniature. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to retweet that. Adam West. I'm confused about the frogs. I have a big head and little arms. The only thing I remember from the trailer. I didn't realize there would be robot murders in this movie. This dystopian future they're showing at the end is definitely more realistic for us. Um, that was an adorable movie. Four out of five. She liked it. Okay, good. Good. Me, we will okay, continue good. to follow you. I will continue to stand. Um, I think that's all the live tweets we have. I don't believe we have any emails about it. Um, Juan, were your final thoughts on the film? I fucking love this movie. Okay. I love it so much. Like, this is... This is, like... Uh, this is just it. This is the movie. This is my movie. Like, if you ever want to be like, if like I'm ever bored, this is the movie that I will go to to watch. Like, I have certain movies that I will watch on a fucking repeat. It's Coraline, Nine. They're <laughs> gonna say Knives. Knives. <laughs> uh, but Scott not Knives Out. Just Knives. Just Knives. Just how knives are made. <laughs> and what did I say? Coraline Nine. Uh, Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Nightmare on no, not Nightmare on Stream. The Nightmare Before Christmas. I love some claymation. Um, I really do. Kubo. I fuck with Kubo real hard. And, and the two strings. And the Koopies strings. And then obviously like Meet the Robinsons. Now that it's on Disney Plus, and I have Disney Plus, like, mm -hmm. like those are like the movies that I think like 
funny, funny enough that they're all like, besides like, um, besides like, um, fucking Scott Pilgrim, like they're all pretty much kids movies. Um, but they're all really good. Well, kids movies, I think are the most rewatchable and like stuff from my childhood is the stuff we're going to put on. At least for me, like when I want to be comforted, Mm -hmm. I'll put on like the parent trap. Look, I'm not going to put on like, yeah. Like Like, I I was thinking about that recently. I'm like, why do I only watch kids movies? No, I'm like my favorite movies. I'm like, realistically, it's like, yeah, like, like if I had to pick a favorite horror movie, I mean, technically, I mean, maybe Scream. But mm-hmm. some people are like, that's not a horror movie. I think I've Scream always, is a horror movie. I used to get so fucking scared of ghosts. I've always thought like one of my favorite horror movies is maybe Silence of the Lambs, but I've only seen it the one time. I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. I I will rewatch it, but I haven't like been like, ooh, I I want to watch Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Like I'm in the mood. Like I was watching Cheaper by the Dozen. I'm like the amount of times I've seen this and the amount like the fact that I it doesn't get old to me. I'm like. This is one of my favorite movies. Like, I can clearly watch Coraline a thousand times over and still be okay with watching it again. Like, everyone's like... Like, I get it. Like, a lot of times we are like, my favorite movie is... I hate when people are like... And I have friends like this. Something by, like, certain director, and it's like... Okay, just say Shark Tale, bitch. (laughs) Just say you love Shark Tales. Just admit you love Shark Tale. But, like, no, yeah, like, I hate when people are trying to get, like, really, like, meta and, like, I love this, like, indie fucking super popular movie that everyone knows about, blah, 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 blah. Indie and super popular? Like, that's how I, how I think of, like, Tarantino films. Oh, I guess that's true that they are technically. They're, like, art house, but also, like, it's Tarantino. Yeah, so it's very mainstream. Like... Uh- like that. Like, when people try to do stuff like that, or, like, my favorite movie is Inception. Like, I'm like, girl, what the fuck? I, like, watched Inception once, and I tried to watch it on a plane, and I could not. Once you watch it once, it's like, okay. Okay, I watched the cool scene. And what about it? Um, should we talk about these photos that Frankie sent us? <laughs> Frankie sent us three photos of Wilbur Robinson and Violet from The Incredibles photoshopped together. And he said, do that tweet that's like, she was crazier than him, but she was his queen, but with these. <laughs> I don't even did know. Did he do these? I don't know. I hope he did. Let me Google. Well, she was crazier than, than him, but he, she was his queen. I'm just going to look up him and Violet. There's going to be someone. Oh, there's fan fiction. And I'm sure he wrote it. I'm not even seeing the photos. I'm not even seeing the photos that he sent, though. He made them! He totally made those photos. Why would he make them, though? Because there's already so many. Because he's horny. Has he seen all these? He probably is the one making them all. He drew all these. Did you guys know there's so many... (laughs) Violet and Wilbur fanfics? What's their ship name? Wilbur? Wilbur? Violet. This is so weird. Painting Dash's room. Shut up! This is so much. This is so interesting. (laughs) Anyways, I'll give my final thoughts. We have to find a fanfic about them now and read it for our next horny episode. Literally, I can type in fanfiction and it'll pop up. Um, (laughs) Oh, look at that AO3. It's got some. Oh my god, no. Um... 
Final thoughts for me. I really liked it. Yay. And at first I was like, this is a lot. But then like once those twists happened, I was like, fuck yeah. For me, I I had it as four stars because I was like, this is great. And I had like a great message. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's like this little orphan. And then he learns that he's going to be the fucking. The biggest biggest man on the planet. Yeah. And he's going to change the world and keep moving forward and like it was just a great message but those twists is what made me bump it up to a half five, four uh four and a half god fucking bless because those twists were great they got me good it was like they fucking got you damn, gail they got me um i am pleased to report that there is so much fanfic so much and there's fanfic that have like di- several different like disney ca- like this says it has Violet, Wilbur, Rapunzel, what? Merida. It has like Too everything. Much. This is an alternate universe. This is a boarding school universe. Ooh. Horny. Interesting. Oh, this one has something with some Bolt characters. Remember the Bolt? fucking dog movie? This is called Perks of Wilbur Robinson. Is that like a Perks of Being a Wallflower? When Wilbur gets picked on, a certain super comes to save the day, even if the super finds him irritating. I want, let's read that one. <laughs> Star that one. Save that one. This is, it's just so fun that there's a fanfic for everything. I'm going to give this movie five out of five. <gasps> Moments after the events of Meet the Robinson, Wilbur, yeah, 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 five, five, five out of five, okay. <laughs> Moments after the events <laughs> in Meet the Robinson, Wilbur has to deal with being grounded, but not till he says his final goodbyes to Violet. Oh my God, what kind of in tandem reality do they live in? Slow dancing is tagged. There's gonna be slow dancing. <laughs> so cute. Anyways. So horny. Um yeah, so very high marks from us, we would say. So thank you. Highly recommend. Again, if you've never seen Meet the Robinsons, fucking watch it. It's so beautiful. Again, I cry all the time. Alright, let's talk about Oh, sorry. Let's talk about the one the only. Let's talk about our friend Iris. Iris is our podcast artist. Um, she does all our work for us. Um, the only piece that she's never done for us is our is our most recent Halloween one, which is made by our uh, nope. You're our, sleepy. I'll just by our friend Mara Mara Dixon. Um, you can follow Iris. Oh, it was also Iris's birthday, so wish her happy birthday. I didn't because I'm a shitty friend. Um, but um. Wish her happy birthday. You can follow her and find her on Instagram and Twitter at Creamsicle Panda. And if you'd like to support her as an artist, um, you can follow her and support her through Patreon, through patreon.com slash Creamsicle Panda. Um, check out her work. Not Again, never sure if she's doing commissions, but you can always ask. She's very polite. So get you yours. Okay. You can follow us everywhere at Planet Weird Pod. And when we say everywhere, that really just means Twitter and Instagram. Because who uses Facebook anymore, right? Uh, we have a website, podcastfromplanetweird.com, for all of our links. If you want to go there for an easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl glance at all of our stuff. Um, ways to support the show. You can make sure you're subscribed or following wherever you're listening to the podcast. Um, you know, if that's Spotify, if that's Apple Podcasts, if that's the other ones, 
Google Play, I don't know, SoundCloud, um, on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever you want to call it, uh, you can leave a review. That's always helpful for us. Um, you can watch videos on YouTube. We're, we're possibly going to film a, a YouTube video this week and upload it soon. So there's that to look forward to. But for now, you have a bunch of videos from the past three years, three full years of the podcast that you can go look up. Um, you can also support us on Anchor. So Anchor is like another app where you can listen to our podcast and several others that you might like. Um, on Anchor, you can leave a voice message, which is cool. If you want to do that, there's a link in the description. And there's also a link in the description to uh, support us with some monies every month. You can donate, you know, a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars a month. Um... And that money, right now I'm working on, like, transcribing a bunch of the episodes. Eventually all, but we have 160 now, so that's a lot. Um, But transcribing the episodes so that people can read them if they would like to. Uh, Because, you know, not everyone is able to listen to podcasts, and some people like to read them. So, just to make it more accessible to people. We're trying to transcribe them, and that costs money, whether we do it through, like, a service online or if we like reach out to someone and hire them to do it uh cost money so thank you to the people that do support us through anchor that's emily palmer natalie hernandez alexa pratt and ivy goob thank you so much to all of you for supporting the show um you can also support us by buying some merch over on our t public store right now we've got some new shirts that we made to uh poke fun at disney plus and how they're being homophobic so if you want to check that out link in the description there's a bunch of other merch as well um next week we're going to be talking about a baseball movie because spring training angels in the outfield no fuck you it's not on disney plus oh so fuck me or fuck Disney? Fuck Disney. Because I would have done it. Wait, Angels in the Alpha is a Fox movie, right? It's Disney. <laughs> then what the hell? They don't have everything. Bitches. They don't have everything. How it's dare they? There. I wanted to see my old pigeon woman lady. I know, it's not. Another movie about adopt- about living in the Can we just make orphanage. a whole month about orphans? Wait, what movie Orphan October. Is it about the lesbians? What is that? The lesbian softball movie? What is that? Greatest game ever played? That's about... Which was the lesbian one? With all the lesbians? I don't even know what you're talking about. The baseball movie? No, I... With the women's league. I A league of their own. Oh, no, we're not talking about that. Um, so yeah, I ju- just confirmed Angels in the Outfield is not on there. Fuck me. Let us know when it is or when it's like streaming somewhere. I mean, if it's going to be streaming anywhere, it'll be Disney Plus, right? We'll do Angels in the Outfield eventually on the show, but... Air Bud for now, Strikes Back? One that is... Stop guessing. Okay. Because then people will think, wait, they're going to do Air Bud Strikes Back? Is Which, that even the right no, one? No, it's not the right one. Um, so we're going to be talking about The Rookie. The Rookie? Which I saw, I believe, in theaters. Is that the one with the kid in those crazy hand? When he gets into an accident and he can swing real fast? No, we already watched that. That's Rookie of the Year. Oh, shit. 
the crazy hand. No, this is the rookie. It's where Dennis Quaid. Quaaludes. Dennis Quaid goes into baseball. It's like he's like a fully adult man and he can like pitch really fast and they're like, you should join the baseball. So what, rookie of the year but with a grown-ass man? The rookie. Okay, point is, it's on Disney+. Plus, and I watched it growing up and it's a baseball movie so we're watching it because <laughs> spring training is happening so it felt appropriate. And because Angels in the Outfield isn't on there. So. Word. So, The Rookie, it's on Disney Plus if you would like to watch it and send us your thoughts. Understandable if you don't. If you if you got excited about Angels in the Outfield and now you're like, fuck this movie. I get it. I'm sorry. I get it. And that's Juan's fault, I think, for saying Angels in the Outfield when he shouldn't have said anything. You're right. When he should know his place. This is International Women's Month and you need to know your place. Okay? No. Yes. You need to know your place. I can support women. Know your place. When when June comes around, the That's show's all house. yours. I'm just kidding. Of course, <laughs> you're an ally to women. Blah blah blah. Blah blah. Equality. I get blah, it. Blah blah blah. Women. When June comes around, that one's for you. Being equal. I get it. I get it. I get two months. My birthday month and my birthday month. I was joking. Anyways, thank you everyone for hanging out with us, and uh, this was. A good start to year four, question mark? Two hours long. You let us know. Thank you, and goodbye. And buenas noches. And we're the kids of the future. And and cue Rob Thomas. No. Oh, Joe Bros. No. Take what? the field. What, what are we going to say at the end? And keep moving, moving forward. forward. There we go. Yeah, we there did it. There we go.